All right, and on tonight's episode, we are going to start what should be part one of two parts. Um, plus, I know at some point Dan wants to throw some custode guy into it. But part one of two parts of going <laughs> through the Primarchs for the various legions for Horse Heresy. Um, tonight, we're going to start with the Loyalists for no better reason. Than that's the book I currently have in front of me, and I get to make some decisions here since I do the editing. Um, so here's how we're thinking we're going to break this down. We are going to go through them in order because that seems to make the most sense. Again, just talking about the Loyalists. We're going to do a very brief overview of discussing the Legion a little bit, just so people can remember sort of some highlights. Maybe, you know, what we feel their kind of main facet is, what, what, what I guess maybe their strengths is something to talk about them. So that way we have some context for the Primarch. We're going to go through the Primarch and then we're going to have a discussion of what we think about them, how we think they work, how they both fit the Legion or just on their own, good, bad, and the ugly of all that. In a later video, once we have all this put together, then we're going to essentially rank them like we did the other thing um, for the Legions themselves. So we will get to that. And this is, by the time this discussion is done, it'll give you some idea of how we would look at them. Now, uh, before we get started, or as we get started, um, does anyone have any in particular that they want to talk about so we can, cause since there's three of us, we usually kind of cycle through, everyone's going to talk about three cause there's nine of them. Um, does anyone have favorites that they want to make sure that so, they're the one who talks about? Ironically, I don't mind taking Ferris Manus because I, I, there is a thing about him that I absolutely enjoy and there's a okay. huge irony with him. So I will absolutely take him if no one minds. No, that doesn't matter to me. Um, Steve, do you have any particulars that you want to be discussing? I guess maybe Vulcan, because I'm working on Salamanders, although, to be honest, I'm kind of behind on my lore for him. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm super behind on the lore for most of this. I'm hope So usually what I do, um, for anyone who doesn't know, you know, I do my normal job. I help my wife on the weekends. Um, her season essentially has ended. That means now I have time. The last time it ended, I painted, I don't know, 3,000 points for Star Wars Legion including a few other games. Um, this one, I think I'm just going to dive through the book. So instead of my entire time being taken up, I have tons of free time, especially as we uh, approach the end of the year. So no, I, um, at this moment, I'm going to be avoiding a bit of the lore just because I don't want to be incorrect on that. As I learn more of it, I would, or, or get more comfortable with it again, I'd love to go back through and discuss more of it. Yeah, but... I mean, you could talk about Vulcan. If Vulcan, Steve, you don't have to really talk about the lore. It's more of just the rules about him. That's fair. I'll take Vulcan. He's my boy. Okay. All right. Um, since it doesn't... The Dark Angels. <laughs> um, yeah, I figured I would start with them. They're, they're of this side. They're the Legion I'm working on. So I figured I would start with those. But I wanted to to get that out there in case anyone had any particulars. I don't want to tell someone to talk about one. And then the one after it is the one they really wanted to talk about. So um, since those seem to be the only ones we have particular groups on. And they kind of fall nicely outside of the sets of three. We'll get started here then. All right, so what we also want to do briefly is just to discuss the distinction that Primarchs have from other models in the game, or essentially what um, what their general special rules are. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but um, in the first edition, obviously they had special things, but was it more on them, or was they did they have a unit subtype like this? No, they did not. This was this was it was literally Primarchs got what they got in their stat sheet. Primark okay. so, new... so Primark was a special rule that was just a lot of other special rules under one umbrella term. Okay, it was so it's like, very much it's infantry, thing. by the way, 
He's also a Primarch. Which entails, by the way, blah, 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 blah. Precision okay. strikes, shots, blah, and this and that, these, those. It will not die, all that fun stuff. Okay. So in a lot of ways, then that hasn't changed because that's really what this is, is that you know, when you are listed as a Primarch, you have a list of special rules. Um, so we'll just briefly go over these. Um, first of all, when you're a Primarch, you're, of course, an independent character, eternal warrior, so you don't care about instant death or anything like that. You're fearless. You have a will not die five up. You're bulky four, so you count as four guys trying to get into transports, and you are relentless, which will matter at some point for some of these models. Um, in addition, you always count as character models. So Primarchs are always characters. They're independent characters, and they always count as a character for any rules that talk about characters. Um, other one, uh, There's a couple other things, but one of the other very big things about Primarchs is they're not affected by any special rules that would negatively modify their characteristics other than wounds. They can obviously take wounds, but they take no negatives to any other characteristic, and they always do their snapshots at normal ballistic skill. These are the biggest models in the game, you know, not necessarily literal physical wise, but like stature of a model wise. So yeah, they don't care about their stats being reduced. They don't care about you affecting their ballistic skill in any way. Um, when they inflict a hit, whether it's shooting or close combat, the controlling players, whoever has the Primark, um, always gets to allocate the wounds. Um, you should do them as a separate wound pool is essentially what it says. Um, and if you include a model, then one of those, uh, sorry, Primark model, then one of them has to be the Warlord, which uh, when we, you know, when, when we talk about this, you're going to notice all the Warlord traits say, hey, if they're the Warlord, the only reason they say if they're the Warlord is because if you were, if you had more than one, if you were playing a big enough thing or anything like that, but if you have a Primark, it's the one of them has to be the Warlord. So that's what makes you a Primark. So. Um, I will start with the Lions. So this is for the Dark Angels. As a very brief, you know, 30 seconds or less overview of them, which we do have full videos on if you want to watch any of those or listen to any of those. Um, the Dark Angels follow the sort of idea of, um, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none, maybe to an extent. Um, they have the most specialized things. When you compare the normal rights of war, they essentially have an analog of some fashion to all of those. Their legion trait is the fact that you have a variety of legion traits, depending on which unit, who wants to take what. So um, they, they kind of fit that malleability. I see a lot of their strength in the malleability and also through some of their special units and the fact that they can kind of come at it with what they need. They don't flat out beat other people in what they're specialized in, but they don't have the same sort of weaknesses overall, I would say. So we will get into uh, the line here. All right, so taking a look at the line then. So um, they do differ a little bit in points. So he has 460 points. Um, Stat-wise, they do differ slightly as well. Um, some of the stats are going to be very, very similar. And as we go along, we'll kind of see that, you know, the leadership 10, the two up save, those sort of stats are, are kind of across the board. You know, he's move eight, weapon skill eight, ballistic skill six. He has a strength of seven, which is a bit better than some of the others. Toughness six, which is a little lower than I think some of the others. Six wounds, I think, are any of them not six wounds? I think they're all six wounds, aren't they? I think Mortarian is some. Mortarian might be not. Okay. I, I know that's pretty baseline on that part. Initiative seven, seven attacks is... Leadership 10 to up save, of course. So, war gear wise, 
he has the Leonin uh, Panoply, the Lion Sword, the Fusil Arcanaeus, I'm going to say, uh, Stasis Grenades and Frag Grenades. Um, he is, of course, a Primarch. Um, all of them are going to have the Legion of Stardes rule for the Legion that they are. That, of course, makes sense. Um, they are Master of the Legion, Adamantium Will for him, three up. He has the Lion's Collar, the Point of the Blade. He's, of course, a Loyalist. And he has his own Warlord trait. All of them are going to have Beset or Bespoke Warlord traits. Um, so one special rule begins with, is, unlike some of the others, when you look at the fact these Legion of Stardust, Dark Angels, they put a little asterisk there. The asterisk is, remember, for these guys, you pick a hex Hexagrammaton subtype for your unit, and that tells you the special rule they get. He does not pick one at the start of the battle. Instead, at the start of the controlling player's turn, one of them becomes selected for him. He gains that subtype until the start of your next turn when he can choose another one. So he has all six, but as normal with the unit, because there is ways to mix, you have to choose which one is active. So for him, you choose specifically on him. And then if he's in a unit, that unit, if say they're, um, you know, Dreadwing, and for him, you picked Ravenwing for some reason, you'd have to choose then at the moment which one the unit is counting as. Um, and he does have a sword option. He's one of the few with an option. He can swap out his sword, and we'll talk to that sword when we get there. So his warlord trait. Um, if he's chosen as the army's warlord, he has Sire of the Dark Angel. So what this says is, all models that are Dark Angels, in the same rule as Lionel Johnson, gain the Crusader special rule, Crusader is two dice on over on running someone down. Checking Choose the highest. cheat sheet because we need to see it's a special rule. It's one of the ones that doesn't come up much. <laughs> I just needed to rhyme that. Uh, so Crusader, sir, is a unit to so as long as you have one model, roll an extra dice of making a sweep in advance and yeah. discard the lowest dice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's what I thought it was. Just wanted to be correct on that. And any for any model that's Dark Angels can, that can draw a line of sight to him gets plus one to their leadership, max of ten. Um, you also get an extra reaction in the opposing, sorry, the opposing player's um, shooting phase as long as he's still there. Um, now he's the first one, so it's always a little tough when we talk about the first one to make the large comparisons because they'll have great variety. Um, Crusader, obviously, he's leading your army towards a very particular thing they want to do. And the plus of leadership is nice. Nothing to write home about, but it is good overall, especially if you want an assault army. And that's that's what he's good at. We're going to get into that. Um, let's get through a few rules, and then we'll see what else we think. So for the point of the blade, this is one of his rules. At declaring a charge for him in any unit he's with, during a player controlling player may choose not to roll charge dice. And instead, gets to move eight inches. Um, for him and any unit is joined, ignoring difficult and dangerous terrain and getting no bonus to your movement characteristic or war gear. So, if you're eight inches or less for your charge, and he's in the unit or just for him solo, you can just make the charge. Difficult, dangerous terrain doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your war gear. Doesn't matter anything like that. Um, you just make an eight-inch charge. So... You know, a seven up, a seven inch charge is essentially 50 50. So, covering a little bit more than 50 50, which is nice because we've all had cases where you need like a four or five inch charge and you double one it. And there's no re rolls in this game, no nothing, you're screwed. It hasn't happened to me in this game yet, but I know it will. 
Now, um, silly question. Yes. How I know what the this... question will be asked. It's going to be Alpha Legion. Yeah. Um, Says he doesn't ignore all penalties, just difficult and dangerous. I would so say... I assume Alpha Legion still causes problems? Off of this, I would agree, because it says what he ignores, and no bonuses to the distance. It doesn't say no other penalty. So I would say the Alpha Legion one still works, and there's probably a few others out there that could still work, but the base game ones don't. But yes, I would say the Alpha Legion works, but... I would, you know, you have an automatic six-inch charge in that case, but yeah, I don't, yep. I don't see it being overruled. Um, Makes sense to me. Yeah, yep, unless they FAQ it at some point. Of course, um, all of this is sort of not evergreen. They could absolutely put an FAQ out and say that he ignores everything. Um, the lion's collar. So as as he gets hurt, he gets angrier. When he has four wounds or less, he gains an extra attack, and when he's the two wounds or less, he gets plus two attacks. So when he's almost been defeated, he's on nine attacks. Um, yeah. It's a delicate balance because you don't necessarily want him horribly injured. But if you take a couple of wounds, more and more attacks is very, very good. Um, De Leon in Panoply. Um, he's a two-up armor save for a pinvol. And his first invulnerable, failed invulnerable save each turn, each player turn, can be rerolled. And it's each player turn, so you get it on both players. Um, which is great. That's a good amount of survivability. Um, next, we get into his weapons. Any any thoughts on the rules before we start talking about a special, his weapons? But obviously, we could talk about it no, all together. He's a beat stick. I like the reroll involve. That is yes. a kind of neat... Because um, you'll maybe get two or three wounds on the Primarch if you're facing him. Unless you're facing him with another Primarch. But still, you get like two to three wounds. So rerolling that four up, or at least one dice, sorry, with the four up is really, really nice. It's a nice alternate to just giving him more toughness which i like i like how there's that variation there in themes of durability yeah I, I you know all of these guys have to be big and tough and strong so they obviously can't vary them too wildly on base stats so anything like this you can do that adds that extra dimension i think is great um let's talk about some weapons and then we'll have an overall discussion so his fusil actinaeus i believe that's what i said the first time um, it's a plasma weapon. Surprise, surprise, Dark Angel of Plasma. Um, <laughs> it does mention that it will get the plus one to hit from the Stormwing unit subtype if he's, if essentially, if he's chosen Stormwing. Um, and they that's important to mention because normally your plasma weapons don't get that. Um, eight inch, 18 inch range, strength seven, AP three, assault two, it's twin length, blind, and it has a rending three up. Um, that's all amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's already AP3, so it's good. On a 3-up, you are essentially on 2, and Primarchs can call all their shots. So you can you can take down or potentially take down your concern. What you don't want to either see in that unit or you don't want there to be in there. Say the Apothecary, because you need the rest of your guys to chew through them. Um, his next big thing is that he gets a choice of weapon. Now, both of these, if he's in Deathwing, get plus 1, because they are both swords. Um, so he has the Lion Sword. Um, for that, it's Strength User AP1. It's melee. Armor Bane in melee. Couldn't imagine how it wouldn't be. Flesh Bane. So he's going to wound you on two. Master Crafted. So he's getting rerolls on his weapon skill eight. It is Instant Death and Two-Handed. Um, his other weapon, the Wolf's Bane that he could take, is a power weapon for all effects. It's plus two strength. So that's going to put him at Strength 9, AP3. 
It's melee two-handed, has shred, so you're re-rolling the wounds. Breaching four up, reaping blow two, so you have a chance of getting a couple extra attacks. Uh, Mastercrafted and fearsome ruin. So, fearsome ruin. Um, sorry, there's the controlling player of any unit which suffers more one casualties from this weapon makes a morale check during the assault phase. Oh, sorry, and makes a morale check. So, you win the combat. They roll an extra d6 and keep the two highest dice to determine the result of that morale check. So, roll three dice, take the two worst for you. Um, so, if you kill someone, and I have to assume you will, and you win the combat and they're still alive, they're rolling worse. Um, very last thing we'll go through this very briefly because this is, I think, much less. Maybe it's cool. Um, he has stasis grenades. So, once per battle, um, Lionel Jensen's controlling player may choose to use stasis grenades when a charge is declared for him and any unit he's, he's joined. If the charge is successful, then the enemy unit or units must take an initiative test using the majority initiative value. If the initiative test is passed, there's no further effect. If it's failed, then all enemy models in the unit must reduce their initiative by minus one for the duration of the assault. So if you're going to charge someone once per game and you've made it, you can choose to use your grenades. They make an initiative test. If they pass, it doesn't matter. If they fail, minus one to their initiative. Um, that I care about the absolute least. Cool. He's got that. Um, I think before we do a, uh, maybe a more thorough discussion of him, it bears which sword do you like? God I know it. which one I think is better in every single way. Always. Well, almost always. Well, almost always. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, yeah, but you, you got to go for what you're probably going to need. True, exactly. Um, no, it's going to be the instant death sword. Sorry. Yeah. It's instant death. Yeah, the wolf blade looks like a lot of fun. Or like that that AP one guaranteed is really nice. And I mean yeah. I'll put it this way. Like if you're if you're uh touching uh two people with your base, right? And he's down to two wounds, maybe just use the wolf blade and no, you you choose the sword. You do not it, you exchange. Oh, oh you have got one it, sword or the it. other. Yes. Yeah, you're not fighting with both it, swords. Uh, Got it, yeah. got it, got it. All yeah, right. it's all related to like when during the heresy or pre-heresy this is essentially for the weapon. Yeah, it's it's never mind. I take that back then. There's a clear winner. Yeah, it's funny it like that, lot, but... so quick maths. Um 25, 36, 11, 36. There's a one in three chance the lion sword does not wound a dreadnought, roughly. Because of the flesh bait. Yeah. Whereas the wolf blade is wounding it on twos with re-rolls. Well, wait a minute remind me maybe i'm wrong on this maybe i'm on the right page in my other book that i have sitting here as well um you get to re-roll to succeed on dreadnoughts with armor bane oh god what happens then that is true uh, I, th it should be a cancel usually yeah. they do a cancel, yeah, a cancel. That's yeah. Yeah. okay okay so that does make some sense yeah oh um, yeah i know the absolute the lion sword lion sword hands down yeah uh, the fact that you're I already, about that. you're already strength seven. Uh, now, what I will say, the one thing is like I, I could, I could maybe see an argument against things that don't care about instant death. So, like maybe Primarch. I, I still don't know if I want to make that decision, but at least maybe you're wounding easier. But then you still need the four ups to actually make it go to their invul save. So, I, I, I feel the line sort of just a lot. It feels a lot better. When you're already strength seven, 
I'm not worried about getting to nine so much unless he's trying to carve open a giant heavy vehicle. And yeah, that's not yeah. what I want him to do anyway. Basically, yep. demons you might want the wolf blade. Like the big demons, like Kabanda, right? Although no, yeah. we still have the Fleshbane. Never mind. Yeah, you still have Fleshbane. I'm yeah. Ever... yeah, I'm trying to find the use case. Ugh. As I'm building Kabanda right now. No, no, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the wolf's the paint isn't bad. It is a good weapon. But I, I don't... Again, there's I don't see the niche. Case. I guess reaping no. blow for the volume of attacks. That's it. Yeah. You know, you have shred, so you have ability to reroll as well on that. Like, it, it, it is a very good weapon. But I don't see the obvious case of where it's better. And if it's not obvious, then it's not a good decision. Just toward clearance, that's all. Yeah. But just hope you know, they don't have toughness five, because toughness five is gonna suck. Yeah. I guess it's the fearsome rune. Yeah. You go in rune you go into like a big squad. You can kill a few of the guys, but you're never gonna kill them all because there's too many. Well, you're probably gonna fail your morale and I'm initiative seven and you're not. So if, if you're really worried about hordes, I'll put this way. With the wolf blade, he can absolutely just go in solo squads if you wanted big squads. Where the other weapon, it might just be a little bit tougher because you will kill a bunch of guys. But if there's a lot of them, you're going to take a while to get through them. It's more likely that the wolf's blade will take out a big unit because they're probably going to fail the morale, even if you don't end up killing enough of them. But outside of that, no. Um, do we have any particular thoughts on him? It's always a little bit tough when he's the first one, but thoughts on, on, on how he seems to maybe either fit with his Legion or just thoughts on his overall, um, playability, I guess. Uh, no, he's just, he's just a beat stick. He, he is a beast in the shape of a man. Yeah. That's very true. Um, I, I know... I, I don't have it in front of me, but I know you can look at... I, I've seen the thing before with their stats ranked. He is one of the more um, killy Primarchs overall. Not necessarily the most, but when you look at his stats, he tends to be on the higher end for those stats on all of them. So, no, I mean, he's he's honestly just exceptionally good. Um, I have not worked on him yet. He will be the last thing I work on once uh, the rest of the army is done someday. Who knows when that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that's All such right. a sad way to put that no well th but there's always more things you, exactly. you get a bunch of stuff and then you look at something else you're like mm, yeah i guess i could add yeah, that in i guess we could do that yeah exactly um luckily at least now i can start throwing someone about my death card instead and that's the plan all right um i'm gonna I... make an assumption dan that <laughs> you want to talk about the primark right. to the army that you allegedly had at one point oh, shut the fuck. That's i gonna mean be he was posing with an army uh just he on was. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, these are totally my white scars. I'm like, oh. Totally my white scars. All right, so white scars, very quick recap. These are the Zumi Fast Legion. Um, their advanced reaction was basically to get away as quickly as possible. This is These are the bikes. These there They move quicker. Um, they're all about speed. That, that's kind of what it boils down to, essentially. Um, also, one of the hardest legions to start because you want bikes, and they're expensive. Um, but this is basically your 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 go fast legion. All right, so let's talk about Jagatai Khan. Jagatai Khan is four forty points. Um, he has two profiles. <laughs> so I'll talk about the first profile and about the second profile. It's just very minor differences between the two. 
Uh, the first profile, he's nine inch move, uh, weapon skill seven, ballistic skill six, strength six, toughness six, wound six. He's initiative eight, so he's a quick boy. Uh, six attacks, leadership 10 with a two up save. Uh, if he's mounted on his bike, his move increases to 18. Uh, his wounds increase to seven. And I think it's the only difference. Yeah, it's yep. the only difference. Uh, yeah. Besides the bike granting also some special rules. but um, And by the way, it's only 25 points to put him on a bike, which is hilariously low. <laughs> um, so he's got a couple war gears. He's got a special pistol, a special sword, um, I think another special thing, and frag grenades, whatever. Special rules. He's got hit and run natively, which is very nice especially if you want to put him with bike squads or jet bikes. He's got Crusader, very much like uh, Lionel. He's got Pathfinder, move through cover. So he ignores basically the movement penalties, but he can also move through cover. Um, Lightning from Blue Skies is a special rule, and he's a warlord. So let's talk about his warlord trait first. Uh, He's the sire of the White Scars. Uh, Duh. Uh, Oh, by the way, if you take the the bike, he changes to anti-grav, I should point out, by the way. Instead of yeah. unique, just unique, yeah. So, Sire of the White Scars, all infantry and cavalry models with the Legion of Stardust White Scars special rule in the same army as Jagatai Khan, including Jagatai Khan, gain Furious Charge 1 special rule on any turn in which they have moved. Oh, just they moved. Interesting. Uh, in addition, an army with Jagatai Khan makes an initial reaction in the movement phase. Um, okay. It's... Okay. Plus Furious one Charge is really good. Charge? That's awesome. that plus one strength, right? Well, it's yes. plus X essentially. Oh, okay. It's it's yeah. That's that's good. No, like that, that's exceptionally good because remember, it's when you move. That's what you do. <laughs> Period. I think you have to get the charge off, though, right? You don't get don't like you forget, can get though, charged. He's got hit and run, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna fall out of combat. Very move true. Sideways an inch, charge two inches, bam, right back in combat with bonus. Very strength. true. Well, so Very so true. so Dan, to your point, if you carefully read it, um. Okay, they're in his army, gain Furious Charge 1 special rule on any turn in which they have moved. That's all the rule says. So, yeah, if I did a reaction on your turn, I have moved, and then you charge me, I would have Furious Charge. Wait, but I thought Furious Charge only happens when you... wouldn't activate, though. Yeah, wouldn't charging to get it. Oh, okay, but Furious Charge, you have to have Charge, yeah. That's what I was going to say, yeah. So That's fine, it's yeah. Good. Still, it's still good, still good. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. With um, your amount of move, you're not going to have, exactly. you shouldn't be having issues with your charges if you really want them. All right. So the Wildfire Panoply is his armor. Uh, or Panoply. Yeah, I was right. Wildfire Panoply is his armor. It is a two up armor, four up and vulnerable save during the shooting phase, and a three up and vulnerable during both the movement phase and assault phase. So very interessante that he's, he's the, our first pre mark so far that has a three up and vulnerable in close combat, and also in the movement phase. I'm not sure why... The, oh, I guess in case someone reacts to you and shoots you in the movement phase? Yep. So remember, Zone Mortalis, yeah. um, their movement yeah, phase okay. reaction is snapshots instead of counter-moving. That's right, that's and right. And if he's in anti-grav, or you somehow grant him the deep strike rule through shenanigans, there is interceptor fire. Okay, yeah. makes sense. So 3-up and vulnerable, that's, that's, that's hefty. That's a very good thing. 
Um, Lightning from Blue Skies. This is a special rule of his. When held in reserve, do not roll for Jagatai Khan or any unit he is considered to be part of while in reserve. Instead, at the beginning of any controlling player's turn, except the first, obviously, Jagatai Khan and any unit he has joined may be brought into the reserve without making a reserve roll. If Jagatai Khan is part of a flanking assault, then this rule applies to all units that are part of the flanking assault, but does not apply to a deep strike assault, a Darapan assault, or subterranean assault. That includes Jagatai Khan. So essentially, yeah. Jesus, could you imagine that shit? Oh my god. Uh, so basically, yeah. you get to uh, choose when you come on the board, and if you're in flanking assault, uh, you get to choose when you're flanking assault. So, Yes. Well, that makes sense. I mean, he, he's yeah. literally leading them on yes, his exactly. bike, theoretically, pulling them all in. <laughs> so, Storm's Voice is a uh, pistol. It's 12 inches, strength 6, AP4, two shots. Not bad. Rending five up, deflagrate, concussive one, mastercrafted. Uh, you, yeah, you don't care about his pistol. Yeah. I mean, it is concussive. Hold on, pause. I have seen people fail concussive, and it does. I'm telling you, man, it sucks when you fail concussive. Oh, it's people, most people are like, this. oh, I'm on leadership nine, leadership eight. But, but, but here's the thing. Shit? Yeah, any, and you could also say, hey, I'm leadership 10, and I took nothing. Oh, and I rolled a 12. Like, there's always a, a way to look at when you sh- something bad shouldn't happen it does that's what people remember what i notice about this weapon is the ap doesn't get through your armor naturally unless you get to the rending and it's two shots like yeah you get to call your shots i'm i i don't care about the concussive no, it's no, nice it's, it's but just, i'm not as concerned it's nice it. it's not i'm not playing with it but it's, it's nice it's a it, it's nice it's nice um the white tiger dao is his melee weapon it's strength plus one so strength seven or strength 80 if he charges, <laughs> AP2, Duelist Edge 1, so he's in the challenge, he becomes initiative 9, <laughs> um, Furious Charge 2, oh wait, god damn it, does that stack with Furious Charge 1? Rules don't stack unless it says explicitly oh, okay. that they do, so then he becomes... I don't know if this is one of the one that does. Okay, so for now, I'm going to say no. But Well, I, I, talk about oh, the rest, I will look yeah. it up. Fierce Charge 2, Murderous Strike 5 up, Mastercrafted. So, it's a nice blade. Um, it's, it's a very nice strength blade. Strength 7 ain't bad. Strength 7 ain't bad. Could be Strength 8, 9 on the charge. Or Strength 10 if Fury's Charge stacks for some odd reason. And Murderous Strike 5 up. So he will, in his AP2, so he will carve through whatever he hits. But with he's six in a attacks. challenge. He's Initiative 9. Yeah, Initiative mm-hmm. 9, which um, is absolutely Fury's Charge does not say that okay. it stacks. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're, so we're at strength nine, which is not bad. Oh, sorry, uh, strength uh, eight. Or sorry, yeah, nine. Strength nine. Oh, wait, sh- I can't do math. Jesus Christ. No, you can't. He's no It'd strength nine. nine. I was right. Yeah, it is nine. Going yes. back to nine. Um, yeah, so strength charged. nine on the charge, but then strength seven with murder strike five up, six attacks, initiative nine. He's, he's just not a brawler, but I would say he's still a, still a good, you know. His job is he gets in, cuts, and leaves. Yeah, now, he, he, he hits yeah. you first. That's his big thing. Yeah. It's not that he would beat all the other Primarchs. It's that he gets the swing before them, so he has a potential chance of taking them down, especially if there's been some wounds done already. Exactly. He's not, he's the, the, almost like an assassin, if you will. Um, his, we got to talk about his bike, of course, because he can come with a bike. The bike has Hammer of Wrath 2, Fire and Protocols 3. You'll see why in a second. Because it has two Mastercrafted heavy bolters on it. Okay. Uh, it's anti-grav. Um, and of course, it has all the avoid uh, the bike rules. You'll fall back three d six instead of two d six. 
Um, you have you can include uh, oh my God, include Jesus. You can join um, models with the cavalry unit subtype. Um, and yeah, any rules that the cavalry are considered to affect your icon is unit type. Yeah, so it's just he essentially can join cavalry, and it doesn't get rid of cavalry. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a two heavy. He, listen, it's an eighteen inch jet bike with heavy bolts on it. Who gives a damn? <laughs> it's yeah. an eighteen inch jet bike. That's what you give him for twenty five points. He moves double the move, which is <laughs> well. The, the big the big thing on that isn't necessarily the extra move, which is nice, and it does already account. The eighteen inch move already accounts for their bonuses, so the bonuses are already in there for this, um, for both their moves. I should say. The big thing is where. What do you want him going with? Golden Kashyyyk. You know, Golden yeah. Gold Well, so but if you're doing that, then. You know, they are the Golden Kashyyyk. Yeah, so they're on a jet bike, so you put them on the bike then. That's your option. If you want them with a different unit, then maybe he doesn't come off. The decision of the bike or not, I think, really depends on what what do you want him with. Well, it also depends on what the hell Forge World does, because right now, Khan does not have a jet bike model. So that answers the question for, like, 99% of the people, unless you have a 3D printer somewhere. Yeah, that or, or if, if you happen just to buy a bike and you can do a cool conversion. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, I've he's seen him. Of, yes. Yeah. He is. I'm big. not saying it would be easy, but there's people who are a lot better at it than I am. Cause I'm terrible at converting. Um, oh, that's funny. The fluff blurb. It's like, this is technically classified as a ultra light fighter craft instead of a jet bike because, of well, to be size. fair, to be fair, he has also ridden a, and I th- people could correct me in, in the in the comments, but I, I'm very certain he has also ridden on the hood of a Thunderhawk, and he has also ridden on top of a Razorback, back after the heresy has been done. I think the Razorback became a Land Raider, but yes. Like, okay. it was a Razorback, then it was a Land Raider. Point is, but yeah. point is, the man rides what he damn well wants to ride. <laughs> You should have a special rule that says he could get into a rhino without taking any transport capacity because oh, that would he's be on hilarious. top. On top, that would be great. I would laugh at that. <laughs> he's. I mean, I, I think what it really boils down to, he, he is good. He's a little bit lower than, say, the lion in certain stats, but the big thing is his initiative. He's going before, essentially, anyone. He, he now, goes before yeah. Fulgrim as long as Fulgrim does not get the charge. Yes. Put it that way. Yeah. So, so if he can get the job done, you know, and that's not to be Primark to Primark, but when, when your initiative is starting to get to like eights and nines, currently in the game, there's nothing else that we're worried about you going against. But when you get in those sort of numbers, you know, being able to go first could make the difference if you can finish them off. I don't think he necessarily kills someone outright, like from full. I don't think, uh, when we're talking about, a, a you know, like a Primark, someone big. But if they're injured, I think he absolutely can. Um, or whatever else he decides to go and fight until we see demons and we see if any of them are um, nutty. Well, Kaban is nutty. Well, and, and that's fine. But, you know, but he, what, how many points is he? Isn't he like 600 something? Oh, God. I literally, funny fact, I closed the PDF like 10 minutes ago because I no longer need it. Literally. I, <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, shame. I'm pretty sure he's more than Primark, if memory serves. Uh, I don't remember how much, but I want to say he was like 600. But um, he is. is, 
550. He's 550. 550. Okay, so he's more. He's not quite 500. Uh, sorry, 600, like I said, but he's 550. So he is, he is about 100 points more than a lot of these sort of guys that we've been looking at and we will look at. Um, I mean, Con, Con fits his army great. You know, yeah. I think, I think again, if, if you're willing to put in, in the time and money, him on his bike is a great option. And him on foot is not bad either. You know, especially, like you said, that's the way they have the model right now. You know, him going on foot with someone and, you know, the bike screaming up the side or him saying a flanking assault. And, and, you know, whoever he's going against is going to have a very bad day. So I, overall, I do like him. Um, I think I like the lion a little bit more, but that's me personally. But we'll rank them all later. Any other thoughts on uh, the man in white? Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh? Yeah, I'll cover this guy. All <laughs> right, so so we're we're on to the next one. Apparently, Steve's not very happy about that, but you didn't say you didn't want to talk about him earlier. Exactly. I, I would have accepted I that. Say. I asked, I asked who people wanted to talk about, but I would have absolutely accepted someone saying they don't want to talk about someone. I didn't. So I just about... have this thing about hypocrites. Is all. All right. Well, why, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about it, and then you can tell us a little bit about him, who's apparently a hypocrite. <laughs> All right, so Lehman Russ, for 450 points, you could feel the Wolf King of Fenris, the Lord of Winter and Ruin, Primarch of the Space Wolves, and first killer of Loyal Sestardis. Boom, I said it. <laughs> um, so uh, Lehman Russ meets the Space Wolves. He's got a movement of 8, weapon skill of 8, ballistic skill of 6, strength 7, toughness and wounds 6, initiative and attacks 7, Leadership 10 and a 2-up save. To no one's surprise, he's a Primarch, he's unique, and he has the Skirmish subtype, which means he has a 3-inch coherency, and if he's hiding in cover, he gets a plus 1 to his cover saves. Isn't that dandy? For War Gear, we have the Armor Elevagar, the Axe of Hellwinter, the Sword of Bale Knight, Scorn Spitter, and Can't Leave Home Without Your Frag Grenades. He's a Space Wolf, Master of the Legion, he has the Howl of the Death Wolf, Counterattack 2. He's a Loyalist and has a Warlord trait all of his own, Sire of the Space Wolves. Speaking of warlord of that Warlord trait, here's what it does. If he's the Warlord, he automatically has this trait. They get a plus one bonus to their strength. For the duration of any turn, they charge an enemy unit. Because this is not Furious Charge, but a separate bonus, it will stack if you have Furious Charge from somewhere else. In addition, an army with Leonor's of the Warlord gets an extra reaction in the opponent's assault phase. That's really good. That is all really your space get plus one strength on their charge, and that's what you want to be doing. Oh yeah. ABC always be charging. Oh yeah. Now that does not work with um, counterattack, unfortunately, but it's still really nice. Um, let's see. How will the Death Wolf was the other special rule he had? Once per battle, the controlling player may declare the use of the special rule at the start of their turn for the duration of that turn only. Um, all friendly models or space wolves gain a plus one to their movement characteristic. Nice. And any enemy units that include one more models with the space wolf special rule must make an immediate pinning test. <laughs> I love Interesting. that. Interesting. Great. Okay. So if any space wolves fall out of line, even Russ lets out a howl, and they're like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. 
Maybe I should, yeah. you know, be a better boy. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Are there canonical um, Trader Space Wolves? I'm yes. sure there is. I know the White yes. Scars have a lot that were yes. at least borderline. They do? Okay. And technically, technically the Wolfen. Even though they're tech... They're, they're, they're you can stop with those. the technical. Just go ahead yeah. and discuss. No, because they're like soul drinkers. They're, they're super mutated, but... Like, I guess loyalist. This just justifies me in saying that space wolves are among the first traitors of the Horus Heresy. <laughs> oh my God. What, what at least what I like about it is it's a nice fluff rule that also still does something. Yeah, the, there's the, sometimes works. you'll have like, oh, here's your fluff rule. All right, well, if they're not against space wolves, who cares? Like, oh no, you get plus one movement for that that your player turn, and you get bonuses in strength when you charge. And you can run in charge because that's the whole space wolf thing. This is great. Yeah, no, right. it, it's a, it's an interesting rule for sure. Um, all right, then let's get into his war gear. We have the armor of Elavagar. It is a suit of artificer armor, so we give him a two up save and a four up invulnerable, which becomes a three up ooh, against flame, melta, and plasma type weapons. Interesting. I'm surprised it's not against frost weapons because you know he lives in a cold world, ice planet. But, I mean, I guess it protects him against too much heat. But not Volkite, so it's not quite the same as Salamander's domain. Okay. Yeah. Um, in addition, enemy miles and base contact with him suffer a minus one to hit penalty in assault Ooh. to a maximum of six up on any turn he makes a charge. That's big. He's, he's got hit a little, little lumper children blood in him. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's big. Well, minus one to hit. We've talked about before. Minus one to hit is that, that's a big boy move. I assume he'd have to either be entering a challenge or on his own, though, for that to really matter, based yes. on majority weapon skill rules. But still, that's ooh. And with that weapon skill eight base, it's gonna be sixes ooh. for normal tactical marines, fives for veterans. That's getting pushed back to sixes. His fellow brothers might struggle to hit him. That's. That's really nice. Well, well. so here's the thing with it, because it's enemy models and base contact. They don't lose a weapon skill. They're just minus one to hit. Yeah. So if you're not in a challenge, you would have to, I guess, be rolling those models separate because they actually have a different to hit stat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is super weird. Yeah, yeah it is, because it's, it's not. If, if it was lower weapon skill, I'd agree with you on your original thought there, because then you still get a majority, but it's not actually changing their weapon skills. It's actually it's just still, changing yeah. their value to him. But hit. it's still to hit him specifically, though, not his unit. True. So well, so if it was hit, yeah, if it was him Miles on his challenge own. or him on his own. Yeah. That is, yeah, it is weird. But that's really good because that is essentially for most things, it's a six to hit you in the first turn, then. For most. Yeah. With a weapon skill of eight. Yeah, so other Primarchs might need a five if they're lucky. Yeah. yeah. Unless oh, they have a bonus themselves. That's really nice. All right, so the first of his melee weapons, the Sword of Bale Knight. It is strength plus one, AP two, melee, murder strike four up, and brutal two. Not to mention, it's also Fearsome Ruin and Mastercrafted. Fearsome Ruin is the same as before. Um, you roll an extra D6 for morale checks and drop the lowest. Keep the two highest. All right, what about the axe? I think it's better than the lion sword, or rather the wolf blade. This actually... Well, he kept the better one for himself. This is true. <laughs> um, yeah, well, 
So, I mean, the, the brutal alone is great because it, when we think of Primark v Primark or the ability to Primark killer, Primarks usually, for the most extent, currently have had about the same number of attacks as wounds. So not likely. But when you start throwing brutal in there, now you start making a big difference. Um, comparing the two, it's better AP. Um, mm -hmm. Still two-handed. The other one had shred, so you lose that. Uh, oh, no, sorry. This has shred. My, uh, oh, no, I'm on the wrong thing. No, it doesn't. Yep, it does not. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong guy. There we go. Um, sorry, so yeah, better AP. The Wolf's Blade had better strength. The It's murder strike instead. The other one is just breaching and has reaping blow, but this one's brutal. Yeah, this this one's this one's better. Yeah. All right. And then paired with the Sword oh, of Bale right. Knight, we have the Axe of Hellwinter. It's Russ's favorite axe. Um, but it's more normal than his sword, apparently, according to the fluff blurb. It gives him plus two strength, AP two. Uh, melee, Sunder for some anti-armor nonsense. Reaping Blow 1 for some Horde clearing and Mastercrafted. He gets both of these weapons. So remember how I said he had um, 7 attacks earlier? Yeah, no, nah, it's 8 attacks. Very nice. Um, which of those would you use more often? Okay. I think it um, depends on the target. <laughs> That depends on I, th I, th I think it does, but I think it is more likely. If we want to think of, obviously you have both, unlike Lionel Johnson, you don't have to choose. But I kind of feel that the Bale Knight is the more common one I would want to be using. Yeah, because he's doubling out a Marine either way. Yes, and he has Brutal 2, which is going to be more useful with the Murder Strike. I mean, yeah, if I'm going against a you know 20-man squad of you know, tack marines, maybe the other one, but this one also has the fearsome ruin. So if I'm going against the big horde horde piece, there's my way to get through it. I can guarantee some kills. You're gonna fail because I'm making it harder for you. Hopefully you will. And I'm fast, I'll run you down. Sell me on sell me on the axe. When am I using that axe? Um to pop a tank. Yeah. Cassunder. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. That's it. Maybe against an automata unit, but even then, you want the murderous strike. So yeah, no, that's that. That's it. It's just to kill tanks. Yeah. You want the murder strike, or even the brutal too. Even if you don't get the murder strike. Yep. Yeah, to try try to get more wounds into multi wound models because those would be. All right. All right. What about that, his What about his stupid gun? His sidearm, the scorn spitter. It was once simply a legion bolter, but it was reworked. Oh, Vulcan made this for him. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's brother that helping brother nice. right there yeah there yeah, we go okay, we're getting... all right so it's got range 12 strength 4 but ap3 assault 3 and rending 6 up i think i liked khan's volkite better and i definitely liked um lionel's plaza pistol better yeah you're not well, taking this, this nice. guy for his gun no absolutely not <laughs> and and with this game having reactions and all, this is absolutely a weapon I could see that I maybe just never fire once. Because then they get to react back at me and maybe they can actually, not necessarily, they'll, maybe they'll damage him or they'll damage the unit I'm in. I may never shoot with that unit. Yep, and if I'm remembering right, it's been a while, I don't normally run counterattack units. You don't get counterattack and return fire, right? The yes, gift you of can. pick? 
Yeah. I know you. Right. I know you can't get no, counterattack no. and um, what's it called? The the other one, the brace. I forget if you could Overwatch and. and I think you get counterattack and Overwatch. Well, that that sounds to That's me a, like yeah, we need like to look that. up counterattack, which I have right here. Oh. Um, this is on page two thirty six of the main rules for anyone following along. You have to have at least one model with the root with the unit, and they're charged. Every model gains a number of additional attacks as listed there. Um, if when charged, the unit is already locked to combat or has made the hold the line reaction, has no special rule. So you can shoot back first. That's okay. Okay. But hold the line, so you cannot. Maybe if you want to use your reaction to shoot back. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you get an extra he, salt phase reaction, so. And he's not worried about holding the line. I don't think exactly. overall, probably depending on what comes in. Maybe the rest of the unit can actually kill someone. Yeah. Included. So maybe you will use it once a game. <laughs> so. um, I think we should probably cover the Wolfkin of Rust because they go with him, even though uh, they are not Primarchs themselves. Yes. Which means we have an imbalance. So, the Wolfkin <laughs> of Rust gets 100 points for not one, but two Doggos. You get one Freki and one Gary. They're armed with Tooth and Claw. They have a movement of 10. Um... Freki has a weapon skill of 5, strength 5, and toughness of 5 with 4 runes. At initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership 8, and a 5-up save. While Gary has weapon skill 7, because, you know, Gary's the, the, the goodest fighting boy. But then he has only 3 attacks instead of 4 attacks. So Freki's more ferocious, Gary is more precise. Good luck keeping the 2 straight. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Everyone confuses the two, which I always find hilarious. Yeah, we have Freki the Swift and Gary the Cunning, the hearth world wolves of the king. So, they're infantry with the skirmish, light, and unique subtypes. Um, they, have special, they have a lot of special rules. They have Fearless, they cause Fear level 1, they have Rampage 2, Hammer of Wrath 1, Feel no pain, five up. They are bulky four, because not only are they good doggos, they're massive doggos. <laughs> yeah, they are massive. And they are the wolfkin <laughs> of Russ, which means they can only be taken if you have Russ in the same detachment. They are treated as a HQ choice, so far as anything's concerned, but they don't take up slots. They can only ever be joined by Lehman Russ, no one else. But they don't have to be attached to him. So he could be in a squad of Terminators. They could be running alongside it. It reminds me of like when I used to play Ogres and used to take, uh, what are they, Sabretooth? Sabretooth Tigers? Yeah. Yep, I was like, this is just, it's 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 good it's good uh, distraction. Or even, I hate that, oh my god, it's going to sound bad. PETA, please don't attack me. It's good uh, Overwatch soakers. <laughs> I'm going to send my dogs at them. Yeah. And any chance of getting sponsors just went out the window. <laughs> this from Peter. Peter wasn't going to sponsor us. That's they, fair. They they went against GW at one point because some of the models had pelts on them. Correct, including Horace Lupercal, because it sends yes. the wrong message that it makes you cool and badass. Apparently, I mean that's not what made him cool and badass. So because you know um, mass, and mass murder is not the bad thing. It's the wolf pelt that makes him a badass. Exactly. It's the wolf pelt, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, their yeah. weapon, tooth and claw. It's strength users, so that's going to be strength uh, strength 5. It's AP4 base with melee and breaching 6 up. So they don't do much, but they're good boys nonetheless. I mean, they're cheap. 100 points for this is not that much. 
I, I just think the the big thought is, do you want them, you know, to be with him? Like, I don't, I guess for a hundred points, that's one of the cheaper things you could take. That is a problem that someone might need to deal with or a hundred points for him to have, you know, a lot more wounds and to be getting helped out a little bit, I guess. I'm honestly surprised that they're neither characters nor um, chosen warriors. Yeah. I, For some reason, it feels like they should be. I, I'm i actually surprised at that, too. Because every, every dog is a out. hero. Every dog is a hero, so why aren't they? That is true. What I, what I would have thought, because may, maybe they were worried about some weird balance stuff with that, what I would have liked them to have done then, because they've done weird stuff before, you know, okay, they give them a, I don't know, some name of a rule, but like, you know, maybe the challenge only goes in one direction or something like that. Or you like know, you people can't use can't precision them. strikes against Rust because they're watching, you know, to protect his back or something. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen something, even if you had up their points a little bit, I would have liked to have seen something cool that themes them into him in game rather than just through the fluff and maybe here's a cheap unit that you like to look up. Um, so what, what do we think of uh, Russ and his, his, his boys? Oh, the light subtype means they can... I just realized that they are not space wolves. No, they're not space wolves. Ooh. Does the light subtype let you run in charge? I forget that one. That's a weird one. I know it lets oh, you run and me... shoot as snapshots. Yes. No, uh... they cannot actually run in charge then. Uh-oh. They're moved 10, though, so they're moving faster than most other stuff anyway in the army, so it's... Not too much of a downside, but it's something important well, to keep in mind. Marines are going eleven in charging because yet you know initiative. No, no, I agree. But like, okay, these guys are one inch less. I think the very important thing to do is to keep in mind if you put Russ with them and you decide, ah, Russ wants to run up to get closer, then you're not charging. I think that it's gonna be the gotcha in the negative way is the biggest thing I think here. Yeah. Well, good news, you could fit the three of them all together inside of a Land Raider, because their total uh, capacity is 12, and that's Land Raider capacity. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, are the three so far, and, and we, we didn't say in the beginning, Space Wolves, big thing, they, they want to get into combat. They want to oh, rush yeah. forward. Yeah, that's, that's their thing. Either they run and charge, or if they cannot run, they get a bonus weapon skill on the charge. So, they charge. And that's that's it. They just yeah. get in there. Um, so uh, boosting their strength on the charge, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I th I think it sounds weird, but to me, it's somewhat his utility of what he does. I have nothing against what he does, but I don't know if I'd say overall just on Primark to Primark thing if I like him more than some of the other ones. The brutal, I think, is great. But him boosting the strength, I think, supports the army much, much bigger well, than the other uh, two did. I think he's on tier for army-wide support with um, with the Khan because they essentially do the same thing, just in a te technically slightly true. different way. Yeah, true. Yeah, that one's Furious Charge. Russ to this one, will stack, one. whereas the Khan won't stack. Yeah, so the, the, there's a little bit of little bit of gain there not by much but yeah um i think honestly the, the brutal two is probably what sways it for me of yeah of, of him feeling really really good you know yeah he goes after two. the con or something if, like that but if yeah. you get the uh 
get the murder strike off. That's potentially two D three wounds he's forcing through on a eternal not eternal warrior, but uh, on a Primarch or something like that, right? Or is it always just one for them? I forget. Uh, eternal warrior one. is yeah. one. Oh, yeah, one. your thing of uh, atomic deflector yep. turns it to a D three. Yep, which I like a lot. Except yes. when, you know, it makes you immune to Warlord Titans, which is kind of stupid, but whatever. Okay. Um, no, he's great. He cuts through, honestly, he cuts through things better than the Lion does because of that. Yes. The the, the Lion, the, the well, the, the Lion has instant death. So it really depends if, I mean, he has a murder strike, but this is brutal. So, like, th- there's a, a back and forth of which one you want for things that you know, instant death doesn't matter, then Lehman Russ is better in every way. But when instant death will matter, it's a bit more of an argument, depending on what exactly you do. Uh, But, or, you know, because you could, with this, with him, you could make wounds that aren't murder or strike. You could have wounds that don't cause instant death. They're brutal too, which is nice, but there's a chance they don't. But, then again, you also are strength aid on those charges. Yeah. It might, it might just be overall better in in most cases. Again, that's on cursory glance. When we compare all of them and I'll have a little more time to think about it and see if I can come up with uh, some other options there. Oh, you just realized? What's that? Um, Because of Sire of the Space Wolves. He is a Space Wolf. Yes. Got it's it. Plus, one, so. plus one strength on the charge. So he's strength eight base. He'd actually be yep. 10 with the axe. So the axe is really good for clearing out straight, uh, toughness five things, such mm. as custodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or there we go. That's when you use the axe. Yeah. Because instant right. death probably works out better than brutal against those like three wound models. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's vehicles or things that are at toughness five. But once you hit toughness six, go right back to the sword. Yeah. Or right if you don't get to the charge. Sword. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, wow. we, found strength, it. we found it. We found it. We found it. Strength 10 and Sunders. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's carving vehicles as well, which is good. Um, you you got to get to those fleshy bits and some, somehow. All right. So that takes us to the next set. Um, Dan said he wanted Ferris Manus, who's going to be part of the set, um, to not force Steve to do two in a row. Steve, I guess. Yeah, don't don't give me this next one. Do not give me this no, next uh, one. Uh, well, uh, I, I was going to say the other reason because I, of I, your uh, um, your your particular flavor. Yeah, I'm not biased like. at all. I just speak true. Particular flavor. Yeah, yeah. The flavor is is, salt. is it is it is it salt? salt? Is, a flavor. is it yes. bitter? Oh, so it's like dark chocolate with like those nice big chunks of Himalayan salt. I could accept that. Very good taste. Very good flavor. Ten out of ten. Yeah. We also would have accepted that chocolate that's got that little bit of an orange taste because you smack it down Ooh. on something and it opens like an orange. I also would have accepted oh, that. Oh, I, lo- I love those. Those They are really good. Um, all right. So we're on to Imperial Fist to talk about Rogel Dorn. Um, for a brief overview of Imperial Fist, um, we, we did a tier list, so we did talk about all these there. Um, it should come no surprise that these guys were highly ranked. If you want to know more about that, watch that video. Subtle plug. Um, <laughs> or not subtle i'm fine with either way um they they get plus one to hit on auto weapons bolt weapons they have some really great units they have 
honestly, hands down, one of the strongest rights of war because they have great news coming out of it. These are this is a very strong legion that feels very good in shooting and has really good ways to survive out in close combat. Not that they won't do damage. They can absolutely do that as well. But they also have that that good feel of being able to survive. And they have one of the stronger or strongest melee weapons in the game with their solar power gauntlets. So let's see what Rogaldorn does for these protection boys. All right, he's 435. So he's kind of sitting a little bit on the cheaper end of what we've seen so far. Um, move 8, weapon skill 8. He's ballista skill, strength, and toughness, all 6s. He has 7 wounds, so he does have 1 extra wound than some of his other brothers. So far, most of them have been six, unless you throw the con on a bike. He's initiative six with six attack. Of course, uh, 10 leadership and two up save. Um, he is just unique Primarch, of course, but no other special things on that. Um, he has the Arctic armor. He has Storm's Teeth, the Voice of Terra, and of course, he has some frag grenades. Um, he's a Master of the Legion, and of course, he's Imperial Fist. Um, he has the Bulwark of Imperium. He is a Crusader as well, using the same rule that we've been talking about. He is Furious Charge 2, which is huge, especially when he's Strength 6, which is a little bit lower than some of the others. He's deep. He has Deep Strike, um, which is the first one we've seen so far, which is great. He can just show up out of a teleporter. Um, he's a Loyalist, and of course he has a Warlord trait about being the Sire of the Imperial Fist. Um, so if he's your Warlord, obviously he has this Warlord trait. Um, all models that are Imperial Fist Special Rule and the character subtype in the same army as Rogal Dorn may use his leadership characteristic instead of their own, which was a 10. And any unit they are part of may add plus one to the total number of successful wounds caused for any purpose of resolving which side won a combat. It does not stack, though, with any other rule that increases the combat, sorry, the assault result. So, what is that? Your, um, what's Vexilla's, the standard? Yeah, Vexilla, that's standard. it. Yep. Yeah, so none of those count. I don't think they necessarily needed to do that, but sure. Um, in addition, um, if he's your warlord, you may select one phase at the start of the battle before any models are deployed. During the chosen phase, any army that includes him gets an additional reaction as long as he hasn't been removed. Um, I think the first part feels worse, and the second part feels better. Um, though I guess, well, most units have a character. Not every single one, but most of them have a character because it's not an independent character. Um, you get to use his leadership so you can go to leadership 10. Yeah, I guess actually since you could just have a character as long as they're not dead. Um, you go to leadership 10 and you get to choose when your initial reaction is the extra wound from in the assault. I'm not as sold on personally. It's helpful in case yes. your Vexillas get sniped where it saves you 10 points a unit. Um, the flexibility of which phase you get your reaction. in. Granted, you have to pick before the game and then stick to it. But the flexibility that's afforded is huge. That That is a huge part um, to me because different armies, you, you'll have an idea of what they might want to do. Okay, I have an idea of what you want to do. I now have a way to counter it to some extent. I know if you want to shoot more, I probably want shooting ones. If you want to assault more, I want assault reactions. Depending on what you want to do is going to tailor me a little bit to what I can do. And Leadership 10, actually, no, the more I think about it, that is exceptionally useful because it is just character, and almost all your units are going to have characters, at least to start. Um, all right, I'm, I'm sold on it. I'm not sure I like it than more of the others, but it also is very fitting for him. Um, Arc Armor, of course, it gives him two up, save four up invul. In addition, no attack may wound him on better than a four plus 
regardless of its strength or special rule. And there you have it. Transhuman physiology from 40K is in heresy, but only on this guy. Um, Gross. (laughs) Yeah, gross. Well, okay. Well, uh, we can go with it. Yes, although... Well, I guess because he's a little bit of lower... He's on toughness six. It's going to matter... I guess it'll it'll matter on the things that he cares about getting hurt by. Most things are not going to be hurting him more than four, but the things that would cut through his armor or other primarchs, that's probably the biggest concern. How does that how does that work with Fleshbane? Regardless of strength or special rules. Yep. Okay, special yeah. Rules Regardless of special rules. Yeah. It would be okay. a two. Nope. Now it's a four. Yep. It just yep. sets it to a four up at best. No, that's very good, yeah, because it does say special rules. My pleasure on that. All right. Um yeah, that for the moment up absolutely makes him probably the most survivable. I mean, that compared with the weapon skill eight, ugh. Yeah. Why? Who does he fight? Who does he beat? I'm sorry, this isn't my primark. I should be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, took, a lot of... it took him. Hold on, I, I I put a salt timer by the way. That was six minutes and twenty seven seconds. Yep. Hey, that's not I think bad. That's, that's my new record for self control. Yeah. Wow. That. I mean, all things considered, that's actually not bad. I, I, um, didn't, I didn't know when to start it because he started salting, but I was like, eh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you give him a little <laughs> bit of time first. Um, oh, and, and the other thing, before I mention a little bit about that, um, he has Bulwark of the Imperium, so any successful charge that targets him or the unit he's joined um, counts as disordered automatically. So you're not getting your bonuses. Some of them you might still get because some Legion traits don't care if you're disordered or not, but you're not getting extra attacks or maybe some other bonuses. And you're going to have a really hard time hurting this guy because he's weapon skill eight. And the things that would truly hurt him, which are probably items sitting at, you know, strength eight or other par marks abilities, don't hurt him anything better than a four. So he ain't going down. Um, his weapons. Let's OK, so he can survive. Let's see how he actually fights. Um, his storm's teeth is a chain weapon. It's plus two strength, AP two. So he's sitting at strength eight, AP two. He's melee, two-handed. It's murder strike on a six, shred, and it's reaping blow two. Um, when you're AP two, I'm less concerned about murder strike. Not not that it doesn't matter, but at least you're AP two. Um, and his his yeah, and the reaping blow two. Okay, he'll get some extra. He can get himself additional attacks. Um, I don't think it's the best weapon overall, but when you're super survivable, I don't think you have to have nearly as good of weapon, and you can deep strike. Which is great. Um, the voice of Terra. This is a bolt weapon, which being bolt, um, for him Ooh. technically plus one to hit. Rules interactions then. Yep. It's a bolt weapon. So, uh, ballistic skill six means he hits on twos with a re-roll for sixes. Yes. Does that make it twos with a re-roll for fives because it's plus one? I think so, right? I would say yes because their rule just says plus one to hit with bolt weapon. It doesn't specify it doesn't specify not on the re-roll or anything like that. I, I would say yes but I could see them FAQing it the other way because technically it was on your re-roll but I, I would say yes. He's a primer. Just give it to him. Let him hit you a little bit better with his um, bolter. Um, the weapon, is, so it's 24 inches, strength 5, AP 3, assault 3, and rending 5 up. Um, it's better than Russ's. Yes. It, it's it, it's better than some of the others. This is a weapon you might actually fire also because when I think about the Legion, 
Um, I think about picking something off the floor. Um, I do think about, you know, some of the units he might be in would actually be shooting as well, where that's not always true for some of these options. Or slash the survivability. I always think of like, oh, do you want to shoot? And maybe you don't want to shoot because of what's going to happen to you. I'm less concerned about that for some of, you know, for him or maybe who he's with. Dan, question for you. Go ahead. So the fluff mm-hmm. says that it's based on the custodian's own weaponry. Is there like Actually, giant bolter thing close in stats to this? Let me see here. Strength five AP three. Not they're really yeah, this. So I thought it's Sagittarum, right? That's that's yes, what but the Sagittarum. So hold on, let me give me if you give me five seconds. That's a very good question. But the Sagittarum guns don't. I well, I have the picture up. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was I actually looking at the weapon. It's almost like I was looking at the weapons beforehand. No, um, let me s- scroll and find this thing because I don't even think it's a bolt weapon, which would be funny. Close combat. Uh, it's a bolt weapon, right? Yep. Uh, combi, las, flame, bolt. Here we are. Uh, yeah, no, it's not AP three. It is strength five. So they can't give their bullets. base thing AP three. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be too much. I mean, they completely that. could because they're the Golden Boys. Yeah, exactly. You, you they're say just that. Me- they're just metallic scheme Imperial Fists. I mean, to some extent, yes. Um. Uh, okay. He's obviously... All, it's going to be... It's a almost a moot point of saying that they're good. The Primarchs are all going to be good. They're all very expensive, and some might fit better or, or worse, and those are all discussions we have. So obviously he's good. Um, one, I think it's absolutely hilarious that he can deep strike. I I think that works great. Um, and I know there um, the Hammerfall Strike Force. That's one where he can give units deep strike. He has it natively, um, so I think it fits very well in that. Um, I think he, I don't. I was in no way is he the most killy. In no way is his goal going to be destroying the enemy but they're not going to take him down. He will hurt things. I'm thinking about the stuff that like um, truly can harm him is not going to be hurting him. So I, I, he, he is exceedingly survivable. And I, I think that's, it both fits the fluff and it gives us something that's not just you're a pure murder monster in every way possible because that kind of gets boring. But um, any thoughts from you, Dan, on Rogaldorn now, now that we're at four of them? No, he's. I, I mean, I'm going to be slightly biased because I play custodies, but uh, oh, he's neat. He works. I, I, I would definitely hope so. Yeah, I would, I would um, hope so. Yeah, it is going to be interesting when we have when we do a breakdown of these guys in terms of where we want to place them, because I'm you know ground rule wise, we're going to set some rules that they can all go in the same sort of spots, like. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but they have to fill in, you know, to kind of fill out a chart. So some people might get ranked low who are still really good. Just got to put someone down there. Not everyone can be amazing. And it's so weird. That ain't fun. Some of them are buff monsters. Like they'll buff the the army to extent, but they're not great combat warriors. And the question is then, where do you put them? Ironically, I don't think Rogel Dorn's the best buff. Like he's not saying he's not not the best buff, which is weird. I'm not saying him, but I'm saying just in general. there's no rules that are hiding behind a wall, which is exceptionally weird. Yes. I was very surprised. He, he about is that. straightforward. You know. Um, 
he he's a very i would say he's more of a buff character than than a fighting character per se again when we're talking about primark levels of things um but he's exceptionally good at taking the hit so i think he's good at buffing and surviving it where we're going to see some other primarks in the future that might be more buff but they don't take the hit nearly as good as he does um speaking of hits and and broken backs and all kinds of things. Slamguidius. <laughs> Slamguidius. That's what happens angel. when you get hit from the top rope. As I build Kabanda. <laughs> As I'm building Kabanda, literally. Watch right out, Dan. I will start Bloody Angels just to smack that guy off the board. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Do it. You won't. All right. So for 485 points, which I believe is the highest we've come across so far. Absolutely. Yes, by about by 25 the, points. Yeah. You get the Sanguinius. He's got a movement 8, weapon skill 8, ballistic skill, strength, toughness, wounds, <laughs> initiative, and attacks, all 6. That's easy, at least. Leadership 10, and a 2-up save. So he's a little bit softer, and doesn't punch quite as hard as his brothers do. But it's okay, because he has those beautiful, beautiful wings. He's got the Regalia Resplendent, the Blade and Carmine. Infernus, and of course he's got his frag grenades. He's a Primarch, he's a Blood Angel, he's got Master of the Legion, bulky 6 because of the <laughs> wings. He's got an Angelic Presence. Like I said, he's got those great wings. He's got a Deep Strike. Obviously he's a Loyalist, and he's the Sire of the Blood Angels. And he has a choice. You may either have the Blade and Carmen, or the speed of Te- Spear of Telesto and the Moon Silver Blade combined. And that's a free swap. So if he's your warlord, which, you know, of course he will be. Um, Blood Angels in the same army as Sanguinius that deploys wherever Deep Strike Assault or has a Warhawk jump back gains plus one weapon skill on the turn they make a charge. So you Deep Strike, you get plus one weapon skill when you charge. You got a jump pack, plus one on the charge. So if you Deep Strike Terminators in, you'll get a plus one on that turn. But jump packs all the time. Am I reading that right? Let me see. Um, or has it jump pack? Yes. Yeah. Yep. If you if you have the jump pack the way it is worded, it's either just saying, or if you own a jump pack, automatic. Sounds good. So you know you will always be doing the um, the old Space Marine game body slam with the jump pack. Very nice. Um, and you get an extra reaction in the movement phase as long as he's alive. So as long as you have not fought Horus Ascended, you get a plus one. Uh, Reaction in the movement phase. Very nice. Very nice. Um, wow, that's a lot of rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got a lot of things. <laughs> so, let's go top to bottom. Angelic Presence. If, um, f- sorry, friendly units locked in combat with one mile within six of Sanguinius get plus one to the runes they score for um, results. It does not stack, so it's like the Doran thing, except he doesn't have to have you know, the title attached to him being the warlord. He just gives it yeah. to his friends that are nearby. That's the limitation of it, though. Yes. And it, and it, yeah, and it does count him as well. So it's yep. people within six or him. Um, next, we have the Regalia Resplendent. This gives him a two of armor save and a four of invulnerable save. And allows any failed invulnerable saves on a turn Sanguinius charges to be rerolled because he's just, you know, being glorious and shiny. Um, Next, he's got great wings. Um, apparently, he's an excellent, excellent cook. Um, 
at the start of the controlling player's movement God. phase or would deploy for a deep strike. His movement may be set to 14 for that turn. Um, which let's move to 14 inches. So on and so forth. He goes over past more vertical. Basically, it's a jump pack with a move of 14. Yeah. Um, um, although he Dangerous terrain run. if he starts or ends in terrain. Yeah. The so um, second paragraph is the yes. new stuff that separates him from being yep. a pure jump pack. Yep, he can run. Um, his initiative becomes... Oh, sorry, no. If he makes a run move, his initiative... It's initiative plus 14. I thought he said he had initiative 14 for a second. I was losing my mind. I, like, I, I did too. I missed that one thing. I was like, wait, what? No. Nah. Okay, no, no. I mean, it's still he, 20. Yeah. He would still so be 20 so he, he runs like you expect. 14 plus initiative. There we go. Um, he cannot make shooting attacks or run if he does that, which is a bit of a shame. But that's okay. You have to you have to balance him somehow. Um, you do and you not can't get use to him use during a wings. reaction. Yeah, no yeah. wings during reactions. All right. So his pistol in furnace. It is a melta weapon. It has a range of eighteen, strength eight, and AP one. It's assault two, armor bane melta, and one shot. So you have to use it once per game. It's it's nice that he has it. You could open up a land raider before you charge all the juicy bits on the inside. What? Why did it have to be one shot? I guess I, I don't. I don't care the fluffers. Maybe that fits. But why did it have maybe, to be one shot? Maybe instant death gun is too much when you pick the target. I don't know. Then make it assault. I, I, I get it. So he only gets one shot with it each round, but he can keep shooting. The fact that you can yeah, only shoot one. I, you can. I, I could see what Steve was just saying. It's an instant death gun. You're a 500 point it, model. I'm okay yeah. you being able to instant death certain things. You're 500 points. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know. I think it's more likely. It's not like Alpha Legion don't do the same thing with their uh, multi melta um, headhunter squads. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, obviously, it's probably more likely that you're going to use it to pop a vehicle to get at something inside of it. That That's probably the more likely use. But if the concern is that it, you know, it's way too good, then make it one shot. But we'll only mm-hmm. be able to fire it once. You're a Primark. I, I'd, 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 then give him a weapon that he can fire more often. I kind of just like the fit of that better. All right. But All he's right. got, he's got other weapons. Sell me on these. Yep. He has one of the two cool. following things. He could have the Blade and Carmen, which gives him strength plus one, bumping him up from six to seven. Um, it's got AP two. It's got it's a melee weapon, obviously. It gives him rage two, rampage two, murder to strike five up, shred and master crafted. So he will get two bonus attacks on the charge and another two bonus attacks if he's outnumbered. That's your horde clearance right there. He'll be swinging with ten attacks, mm-hmm. um, with a fairly decent stat line with the shred and all that involved. Oh, yeah. Um, Murder Strike 5 up is okay. It's basically a super fancy Paragon Blade. Alternatively, you take the Spear of Telesto and the Moon Silver Blade. It's a free swap. So, the Spear is Strength 10, fixed. Um, AP 1. It's got Melee 2 handed. It's Master Crafted. It's Lance. So, the maximum armor value of something you attack is treated as 12. So, like, oh, I'm poking a Land Raider. It's armor 12 as far as this is concerned. And it has Exoshock 4 up, so that will absolutely <laughs> wreck a vehicle's day. Yeah, well. Um, 
Opposite that, you have the Moon Silver Blade, um, which is Strength User, AP2, Melee, Mastercrafted, Dan's favorite, Rule Blind, Duelist's Edge, Always. and Moon Silver. Moon Silver. Any unsafe wound caused against Maul with the Demon Unit Type or Psyker Subtype is instead two wounds. So it's Brutal 2 for Demons and Psykers. Yeah. And then um, he, he can shoot it once, and, so you get another yes. once per battle. Once per game, you could shoot your spear at someone. Um, you can no longer use it after you shoot the spear. So it's got a range of 12, strength of 10, AP 1, assault 1, exoshock 4 up, instant death. Nice. And lance. Um, so twice per game, you could shoot. Yeah, if you take that, but then you'll never use the spear again either. Yeah. Which is strength 10, I mean, AP 1. I'm not saying the Moon Silver Blade is bad, but Strength 10 AP1 is, is is pretty nice. Yeah, it is. But I would honestly I would take the Blade and Carmen over the Spear of Calesto. Just because it gets you all those attacks. And access to Murderous Strike, which is sometimes better than just being strength 10. For example, Contemptors. The the, the blade is more um well this way. Um the spear is more situational. The blade is probably just all around a bit better. I mean, being strength 10 AP1 is is very good. There's nothing bad about it. But it's kind of built to more of go for vehicles. Um, the other one, I mean, if you're already at the rage, assuming you get the charge, you're already doubling most of the stuff out anyway. So, yeah, I'd, pr I'd probably go the same. But, again, if you are facing a lot of toughness 5 things, yeah, then i go the spear. Yeah, makes sense. Just go, yeah, go straight to tough 10. But I... if not... Dare I say he's not great compared to the others. Yeah. He's an amazing buff for a jump pack based army, but toe to toe, he's decent. Like he's not wrecking other Primarchs. They're swinging before him for the most part. He's just decent. Yeah, he's he is sitting at more of the buff piece rather than for he himself of what he does. I guess he he's is just so inspired because he's so pretty. Oh yeah, look at he's he's a beautiful man, and you got to follow him in the battle. Um, he is you know with his great wings, with how fast he can move. I think then you might not feel bad kind of running him off on his own in certain spots. He, you know he can go up with the squad, but then he can run to his own to go and handle a squad, especially if you take the blade, because then you can just go carving through some units that you need to, but. You're not going to want to necessarily. You're probably not going to want to face the toughest things with him, unlike some of the other Primarchs. He's going to want to be a little more selective about who he fights. I'll put it this way: this Sanguinius probably won't be one v oneing a Warlord Titan. Um, no. You can put some hits on it with that spear, because um, the stat line ain't bad at all. He's guaranteed to damage it on twos with the extra shock four up. I don't think he's one v oneing it. Eh, maybe he will, just because of the spear, the extra shock. All right, Dan, do the math and get back to me next week. It will take him Not about right a week. No, no, no. no, don't do it right no, now. No, no, no. You, you need a week. I, fun fact, I don't even think Titans are affected by extra shock anyway, so the math is absolutely useless. Oh, how about Lance? Uh, I know that they ignore Haywire. There's, there are certain things that they ignore, essentially, because they are... Uh, because they're too big. It's like a machine god of war. So what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting out of this is 
They made Dorne on the table stronger than Dorne in the books. And they assassinated my poor boy Sanguidius. Yeah. Well, okay. Dan, you're in the what middle of putting together Kabanda. Um, well, Kabanda will destroy him. Oh, yeah, Kabanda that's what I was going to ask. Like, who's going to oh, win yeah, that Kabanda, one? I was, yeah, no. Kabanda will absolutely... Just to give you... Because he's eternal warrior, so he doesn't, you know, get affected by the, the multi-damage. But literally from just Kabanda's seven attacks at strength uh, 12... Um. Yeah. If you want okay. to learn more about Kabanda, go back to our Iron also, Warriors episode where we covered his stats. Yeah. Or Kabanda. Like, let's say you charge Kabanda and you have a, a retinue with you. Great. Now he has D three plus one attacks as well. So. Well, what's Kabanda's bulky value? Because Sanguinius is six models towards outnumbering. That's a very good question. He's not bulky. <laughs> so two Night Lords will outnumber that thing. Yeah, he's gargantuan. I don't think gargantuan has. Oh, maybe it will under the subtypes. Might be like no, the subtype has to. Uh, it better. I don't know, man. Contemptors are a single model. So I'm no, not seeing are overlooked. It, That's it just I mean. talks about reacting to stuff under eight wounds, but there's no. So he can't for him. react to Sanguinius because Sanguinius is beneath him. Yes, you can only react to things that are Dreadnought, Armager, Primarch. Oh, no, Primarch. You can react to Primarchs. Oh, okay. There yeah. it is. I see it. They can react to Primarchs. But yeah, no, he Same has thing with zero bulky value, sir. So he gets eight attacks, eight plus D3 attacks at strength 12. Yeah. Sanguinius <laughs> isn't standing against it. But... No. No, he is not. Yeah. He broke his, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, Kabanda broke his back. He did, but then he took care of Kabanda the second time around. If Sanguinius gets the charge off, he might survive a round because he will have a re-rollable form. Yes. If he does not get the charge off, that's it. The, the big thing with Sanguinius is because of his speed, he has a good chance to get the charges and that's what he wants because this is a model that needs to pick his charge more. I mean, okay, he's near 500 points. For 500 points, you know, you don't want to throw him at the wrong thing where he might struggle. So he wants to be choosing where he wants to fight. But when you can move 14, you can make the choice. Pretty much. Keep him far away from Thunderhammers. Yes. Yeah. Anything that could kill a Primarch, especially if, if you don't get the charge, he it's going to be bad news for him. Because stat-wise, he's a little bit worse than some of the other ones we've seen so far. He's a little bit more on the support character stat line for a Primarch. Um all right, Dan, you, you, did you say you had a funny story or an anecdote? Yeah, well, I'll talk about him, and then I'll talk about why he's awesome. How about that? Okay, talk about the Legion that's first. That's the briefly. anecdote, yeah. So Iron Legion Hands, first. another S-tier, um, one that we put in. Most um, people were complaining that we were like putting them in S-tier because of just one right of war. But really, no, they're just a strong Legion. They're just yeah. pretty strong with their grav weapons, their People were complaining. Their... People were having a discussion. They're true. Listen, listen, the people, the people, I hear you. I agree. They're <laughs> upper A tier, not S. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ferris Manus. I hate the name. That's one thing I fucking hate. You don't like Iron, Iron Hand? Yeah, it's just Iron Hand. It's so on the nose for GW. Um, so, uh, movement eight, weapon skill seven, but skill six, strength and toughness seven. So he's a little higher than Sanguinius. Six wounds, initiative six, six attacks, leadership ten, two up save. 
Um, he's got a lot of war gear. He's got a servo arm, a forge breaker, the hammer, the Medusan carapace, uh, a plasma blast that's mastercrafted, a graviton shredder that's mastercrafted, a heavy flamer, and a grenade harness. Um, he's got firing protocols three, so we can actually fire three weapons. He's got battlesmith two up, which ironically, I think, no, because a one a yeah, does it one always fail? Yes. Okay, good. All right, good. It's a GW so, game. They always fail. Okay, good. So I don't know why he's balanced with two up, but whatever. Because the servo arm <laughs> doesn't, adds to that. I think he's they loyalist. just forgot about the servo arm thing, honestly. Because a yeah, lot of you are just like, why? Oh, God. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, see, so he's heavy. Iron hands. Oh, he is heavy. Yes, he is heavy. He is Apologies. Heavy. No Apologies. running. No. So, uh, Sire of the Iron Hands. Um, all models with both infantry unit type and the Iron Hand special rule in the same army gain the Feel No Pain 6-up special rule, but this does not stack with other versions of the same special rule, and models that already have a better version may use either choice. Um, and vehicle unit types um, uh, with Iron Hands also get It Will Not Die 5-up, and you get an additional assault reaction. Thank God he does not buff not contenders. Stack. Also, thank God he doesn't stack. <laughs> thank God he doesn't stack. Uh, I wouldn't mind if he buffed the Immortals further because Immortals are hella dope. Oh, six up field no pain. That's a sixteen percent. Always it's either seventeen or sixteen. I always, I always sixteen point six essentially. Yeah, okay. So sixteen or seventeen, depending on There's how you, you want to round it. Sixteen point six percent increase in survivability, which is not bad. That, that's that's a pretty damn good thing. Um, and it will not die five up. <sighs> Okay, so, so one better than the vehicles would have naturally. Yeah, I always fall back on whether it's a good rule or not. It's listen, it's nice. When, I, I'll take Dave's anecdote actually on this. It's great, and you remember it when it happens. Don't bet on it. Is the nice way to put that? Yeah. Right. Um, the five up is is uh, okay. You know, from a mathematical argument, of course, is twice as good as a six up. But the five up feels like you'll actually get it. The six up feels like oh hey, I happened to do that. A five up will make you feel like you actually have a chance at it. Not that you should ever bet on it, but you're actually you're you're gonna not necessarily be surprised that you get it from here. You know, at times, where like the six up, you you know, you might get to the point where you forget to roll for it because you're only looking for a six and like, oh, my last game it didn't even happen once. You know, kind of thing. A five up, you're gonna actually want to remember and roll for, it and you will get. He has he has nothing but like blank space on these pages. Well, there's well, a reason. All those so weapons are where, generics. Yeah, so yes. this is where it gets, I'm going to laugh. So he's got two things, and that's literally it. He's got the Medusa Carapace. Well, first of all, he's got a ton of weapons. So he's got a Heavy Flamer. He's got a Plasma Blaster. He's got a Graviton Shredder for some Haywire. The Servo Arm comes with shit too, doesn't it? Or no, no, it's the, the Machinator comes with Machinator. Oh, okay, okay. Just one so punch got, of strength you know, eight. Yeah, so he can could, could shoot a Heavy Flamer. He's got a Plasma Blaster. He's got a Graviton Shredder. He's got a bunch of growth, but he's got a two-up armor save and a three-up invulnerable. So, okay, he's tanky. <laughs> Exceedingly so. His weapon. His weapon is strength 12, AP 1, mastercrafted, exoshock three-up, brutal three. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> the funny thing about him, and the irony that I was talking about before, is Ferris Manus statistically is quite possibly the best Primark killer out of all the Primarchs. Except that one time. Except that one time. <laughs> That's what makes me laugh about him. Because he is a like brutal three, 
Strength, strength 12, AP strength. 1. Strength. He's got the strength 12. No, no, no. That's what you um, said. I did. Uh, strength 12, brutal 3 is... is I, I don't even know. That's, an Exoshock 3 up. Just screw it. I think that even kills... Because Exoshock affects super heavies, I think. Did you just say it didn't, like, one Primark ago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you literally just told us the opposite. No, 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 no. You're thinking, uh, you're thinking Haywire. I'm thinking all kinds of things. Yeah. Check to see if, if, if Exoshock, because I think it just one-shots pretty much any vehicle in the game. So, there... Oh, for those of you, yeah, I was going to explain ahead. what Exoshock is, though. No, I'm not Exosho- on it yet. Oh, okay. I'll say Exoshock real quick is just for those who don't know. If you penetrate the vehicle, you roll a dice and you beat the value, like, like for example, the three up that he has right there, um, you essentially do an automatic extra penetrating hit. Um, so that's extra. But here's the thing. We would need to look up the rules for what? Titanic? Because Exoshock doesn't say about it, but that makes sense. That's not where no, they no, would it'd say be, it. It'd be under Titanic, yeah. Of course. You sent me the wrong spots here. Oh, um, sorry. Titanic <laughs> is not in the main rulebook. Of course. Why would I lie about? There's nothing Titanic in the book. Maybe it's under unit. No, no, super heavy. No, it's, it's a unit. Oh, super unit heavy. Yeah. Okay, Titan. that's yeah. a different yeah. thing. Super heavy. So I assumed the word was Titanic. Just, just super heavy. Okay. I will check Mechanicum because I know that uh, I, I have that up uh, very close to where I was. That's fine. So uh, while while we're both looking up things to make sure we're accurate on this, here is where um, I will say to at least an extent. I don't necessarily agree that he's the auto primer killer. I think his he can. Okay, the brutal three is great. He does have to hit some of these guys, and for the ones we've seen so far, he's the lowest weapon skill. He actually will struggle to hurt hit some of them, especially save as Lehman Russ. You know, under the right conditions, he's only hitting them on sixes. But and that's only on the first turn in Lehman Russ. Okay, runs, but, but okay, so it's on the first. I I, I I agree. He will survive, and on the second turn, any hits he gets through are three wounds. I agree. I'm just saying yeah. that to, to say he's hands down the best, it's because of the brutal three part. He still needs to connect and get to the people. Being Mastercraft is going to help, but you know, healthy versus healthy, probably. Um, I, I'd have to actually math it out to be sure. If they're not 100%, so in other words, if someone has an ability to take him down, say, in that first round or anything like that, I do think some of the other ones could outperform him. It's not a guarantee, but I don't think it's an automatic, oh, you went, you put your primer against Ferris Man, it's good day, sir, you're, don't, you're done. I don't <laughs> think that's going to be true. Or especially against someone who's a better initiative, because that means, okay, I swung, um, I got a bunch of wounds on you, your swing back, depending on my rules, you know, might not kill me or might have a reasonable chance because I have a better weapon skill than you. So it's going to be a little bit yeah. harder to get these hits through and I'm hitting you much easier. So yeah, you're quick, wounding nice, I, but they always tend to wound nice. I absolutely and then the next found, round, if I'm going up for you again. So I found God engine. It okay. only ignores the effects of haywire and disruption. That's it. Okay. And in cyber thirty. So he, I think he punts a war, a warlord Titan. Well, I agree with that. Each hits just Don't one understand. hit. Brutal won't matter for that. But it's Exoshock nope. three. Yeah, so, so he's gonna swing six times and get. Say he hits all of them, right? And let's say even say he penetrates with all of them. He won't, but let's say he does. That'll be like four AP more one. hits. That's ten hull points potentially. But remember, that's any 
any blows up on the warlord is d3 extra and it's ap1 so if he rolls a five on the on the penetration that's d3 extra wounds a warlord has 30 hull points sir yeah he's not one shotting it but uh, he, he, no okay but it, it is he does hurt it no sati- okay he has six attacks okay seven on the charge he has nothing that gives him a bonus i don't believe no uh okay. fun facts dan a warlord is weapon skill nine. Is it? Stop that! It is. Oh my god! That makes sense. It's it's big. You know, you. It's not because it's well easy to fight you off. It's because what the hell are you going to do to hurt the thing? True. You know, at, at technically, if everything went perfect for him, got all of his wounds, and he could brutal things constantly. We're saying he can't. If everything works perfect, he's he's not doing that, and he's not going to get them all through because he's going to need fives. He might wreck a war hound. Their only weapon yeah. skill five. A reaver's weapon skill eight, and so is a warbringer. I need to spend more time looking at these titans. They're kind of nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve all of a sudden comes to the next event with a shit ton of titans. I, I Listen, foresee. Man, I have papercraft STLs from like. 15, not STLs, you know, papercraft files from like 15 years ago that I started working on Titans with. I'm like, I have nowhere to put these. But that's okay. Because I only need them for one day. And I can set them on fire afterwards. It's a matter of paper. Watch out, Dan. Three Warlords is coming your way. Um, before we do the full breakdown of Primarchs in the future, where we put them against one another, essentially, I'm going to do some math on this guy. Because I, I have a feeling... Don't get me wrong. He can kill, of course. Obviously, they all can kill. But I, I don't. I think that that weapon skill might be a little bit bigger of a deal. Um, but we shall see. But I, I'm going to do a little bit of actual math on that and and all. Um, anything else for the Iron Man with the Iron Hands leading the Iron Hands from his ship, the Hand of Iron? Exactly. Hey, God, he's a man who me. knows what he likes. Kill me. And he's all about it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. We got three left. Um, I'm taking the I, middle one. Yeah, so I guess that puts it to me, so that way Dan doesn't have to talk about two in a row, unless you really hate, you know, Raven Guard, Dan. Do you no, hate them? I'm fine with that. No, I'll okay. take Cor. Oh, Corax. Oh, poor Corax. <laughs> the four. All right. Well, you, you can talk about how he's poor yeah. then. All right. So we are on to. Uh, we're going to the next spot then here. So we are onto the Ultramarines. Um, Ultramarines in general, these were another one that we ranked rather well. Uh, Dan gives away what we said in a video. I don't. Go watch it if you want to know exactly what we said. Um, <laughs> these guys are exceptionally good. What they do fits them very well. The sorts of um, what they can build out has really good synergies. This is a spot where you can get a add initiative AP2 weapon. And they have, between this and the Legacies, some really great units. As well as through the Exemplaries, they have really great units. Um, they're, they're sort of that, you know, uh, you know, at least in, when they get to 40k, sort of that, you know, army to, you know, to look at in terms of, you know, they can handle any situation. Here, they have a good bit of that as well. So, Rabuti Gilliman, yeah, he's 465 points, so sort of a little bit on that higher end, but somewhat in the middle. Uh, move 8, they're, so everyone's move 8. Weapon skill 7, 
So one of the ones on a little bit of the lower because some a lot of the other ones so far we've read have been closer to the eights. Um, he is six across the board for everything else except his leadership being a 10 is two up save. So again, he's a little bit lower in the stat line, similar to the way Ferris was. Um, he has no other special unit type than just being a unique Primark. Um, his work here, the Armor of Reason. Nerd. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's such a nerdy name. Um, he has the Gladius in Candor and the Hand of the Dominion. Or sorry, Hand of Dominion. Uh, he has the Arbitrator, which, okay, that one I'll give him because a weapon called the Arbitrator is kind of good. Um, he has a Cognus Signum, Signum and Frag Grenades. What does the Cognus do? Because so that's a general worker, right? His, yeah, he could give up his own shooting to give his unit a plus one weapon, uh, ballistic skill. It might okay. have a range. I'm pretty sure it's just the unit you're in. I'll double check that, though. Okay. Which, I mean, for some of these Primarchs is pretty good because if you wanted to do shooting, none of the Primarchs necessarily have, like, the main weapons you truly want to shoot with. I could see it with Sanguinus because you got popped the vehicle. But a lot of these other guys, you know, you're not taking them for that. Um, so he's, of course, an Ultramarine. He's a Master of the Legion. He also has a Adamantine Will 3. Yep. Um, he has Predatural Strategy, which we'll get to. Calculating Swordsman. He's, of course, a Loyalist, and he sires the Ultramarines. So if he's your Warlord, here's his trait. All models that are Ultramarines in the same army as him gain plus one to the leadership characteristic to a maximum of 10 up while he's on the battlefield and is not in reserve or removed as a casualty. In addition, at the start of the battle, before any models are deployed, an army with him must select one of the following phases, movement, shooting, or assault, for the duration um, that, you know, with him as your warlord, as an additional reaction in that phase, so long as he's not been removed. Um, his other things are going to um, kind of speak to what he does. Uh, you know, it makes sense that the leader of the Ultramarine should be somewhat support. That kind of fits. That's a whole idea of, you know, the Codex Astartes that he writes and everything like that. Um, plus one leadership is nice. Being able to choose where you get your reaction is very good. Not as fun as some of these other Warlord traits, but... It's okay. It's, it's got to go deeper. It's got to go a lot yes. deeper for just a second. Yes. That, yeah, that's the thing. They, they kind of gave him kind of the most meh of Warlord traits because of what he's going to do later. All right. So, pretty natural strategy. At the start of each of the controlling players active, sorry, in controlling players' turns as the active player in which Robote Gulliman is on the battlefield, including if he's embarked on a model that can be transported or a building. So essentially he's 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 there. The controlling player may select one of the following options, but may not select the same option twice in a row. However, each option may be selected more than once in a single battle as long as they're not successive turns. So you're gonna have a list of rules, you get to choose one. And you can't choose the same one back to back. You have to pick at least something else in the turn in between. The effects of the option are applied to all models in the army that are all Marines, including he himself, but not any models that are vehicles until the, until the start of the controlling player's next turn. So for your turn and your opponent's turn, so essentially a round, if you want to think of it that way. So it's chosen when you go, but essentially for a round, you and then them. You get to choose one of these rules. You could be Fleet 2. You could have Counterattack 1. You could have Furious Charge 1. Or you could be Stubborn. You can decide when you're about to go what you're going to need either for your turn or potentially, very importantly, for your opponent's turn. 
you know. But not if your opponent goes first for that first go. That is true. That's that is weird. something important to say. They, they don't let you choose before the game starts to be active because it is not rounds. You have to go first. That's so weird. Or you have Nor- to be going. Normally, these kinds of things do have a, or at the start of the battle. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. So basically, this is like another layer on top of their right of war. Yes. Ooh. Oh, God. And I, have to, I have to go back to the right of war just to see all the things they do. So the right of war, they, what, just chose one of these each round, right? Yep. Yeah. And same deal, can have it two rounds back to back. It's like extra movement and this and that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they can move, move more, but worse weapon skill, uh, better leadership but can't move and run uh, and reroll fail to hit rolls. So holding fast, um, better in close combat, but worse ballistic skill and easier to regroup. And then when you're going, you're also choosing this. So, and these are pretty much all combat based. Stubborn is kind of universal, but these are pretty much combat buffs, either defensive combat or offensive combat. Yeah. I've seen a counterattack a deep uh defensive combat buff, but Oh absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's a defensive combat buff. Absolutely. Yeah, Furious Charge and the Fleet are your offensive. Mm-hmm. Counterattack is your defensive. And well, stubborn stubborn also helps run moves. So if you feel like running for a turn, go faster. Yeah. And especially with one of your other things that gives you plus two to your move. Jesus. You can go exceptionally far. Um it is for for the Ultramines player. It is sort of a shame that you have to go before this would apply because what you would love potentially is first turn to have stubborn active because then you're not worried about some of the minuses that you're getting from leaderships and all those sorts of things because that might be something too early. I mean, yeah, maybe you want fleet, maybe you want one of the other ones, but you know, that that, that kind of feels like that would be a nice choice. Although speaking so, hey, of go first. Uh, penalties in the first turn. Yes. So the Cognus Signum, I just looked it up, also Thank grants you. night vision. So his unit will take no penalties for night fighting. Okay, very good. And his unit will also ignore um, shrouded rolls, because you just need one model in the unit to have the rule for the unit to gain the benefit. And he could also give them plus one ballistic skill at the expense of his own shooting. So he's actually good to put in a ranged support unit, interestingly. Yeah, he, no, I I agree. Lad, um, we'll get to the we'll, we'll go through the rest of his in a second, but I absolutely think he fits there well, or at least he fits well in that shooting unit. Say the first turn when other people are having troubles getting to you, and then next turn, okay, now he gets moves forward and gets into that nice assaulting unit because he is good in in close combat, but he can actually he he has reasons not to be in a combat unit at least maybe in the beginning, um. So, uh, uh, relating to his close combat stuff, he's a calculating swordsman. Uh, if he's in a challenge, he may reroll, fail to hit rolls of one on the second and all subsequent rounds of the challenge. So, nothing on the first. He's got to learn what you do first. Okay. Uh, he has his armor of reason, the nerd. Uh, two up, two up <laughs> armor for Bimvol. Um, and his first invulnerable, fail, invulnerable save that he fails in each separate phase of the battle may be rerolled. So. That's better than uh, what's his face? Yeah, John, uh, Lionel Johnson's yep. was per turn. His is per phase, um, which is really really good. Um, his weapons: the Gladius and Candor, and the Hand of Dominion. 
Um, you have to choose which of these two weapons in any particular assault phase, and all of them are made from that profile. But in either case, he gets plus one attack for using two special weapons. So you don't get to mix and match. Um, his Gladius is plus one strength, AP two. Melee, Shred, Murder, Strike on a five up. Mastercrafted and Specialist Weapon. Um, his Handed Dominion is strength 10, AP one. It is unwieldy is the biggest thing here. So it's melee, unwieldy, brutal two, mastercrafted specialist weapon. So do you need to be strength 10? I, okay, you know, the, the AP one, don't get me wrong, the AP one is nice, but okay, you know, maybe if you're going against a vehicle, but talk about normal things. Brutal two is amazing. Can you wait to be unwieldy? Can you wait till the end? I have concerns. Of whether or not he can wait? Yeah. Because I'm just picturing like the units you would want to have Brutal 2 and a Strength 10 on versus just Strength 7 and Murderous Strike um, is like Terminator squads because they have, you know, the good save and they have, um, you know, multiple wounds. So you want the guaranteed instant death. But Terminator squads that are willing to fight a Primarch are probably rocking Thunderhammers. And he, he cannot take too many Thunderhammers to his face. No, he can't. I mean, he'll have a retinue with him, but still, um, it's concerning. Yeah, it is something you absolutely have to consider there. That is what makes it... Luckily, you don't have to decide before the battle, unlike one of those with some of the weapons we've seen. You can wait until that moment. But if you're going against something that is scary to you, you probably don't want to wait, because you're still AP2, and you got a 5 up a murder strike. You probably got to get some swings in and lower them. Um, because remember if you're say either, you know, not a challenger, if that part's not working out for you, you are going against majority. You might be weapon skill seven, but the rest of your unit's not going to be. So I'm going to, it's not going to help you as much. Um, his last thing going through very briefly is his bolt weapon, um, range 18, strength six, AP three, it's assault two, running five up and mastercrafted. He doesn't care about giving that up to give a good shooting unit plus one which i think is probably what you do it's not it's a good weapon especially good on save like someone's charging you but you are giving that up to give into your shooting unit if you're in a shooting unit i'm picturing this guy hiding out in a squad of um the terminators yeah. the terminators that cause me rage the full Montaris. Yeah, yeah. Montaris. yeah no he yeah he wants to be in a full Montaris unit because you know especially with that they're Terminators. They can be walking up. He'll give up his shooting. They'll do better. And then when you get into combat, he's good. And you have them to support in case the unit there is a problem. So he, he's what you think Rebute Gulliman should be. He's pretty good at support. He's got a lot of good support elements. And he can still fight because, you know, he's a Primark. But I, I think his support style stuff is probably the reason that you take him. Not necessarily because of who he's going to go around murdering. Or you really oh, like the model, because his model's kind of neat. People are very polarized on his model. I like his heresy model a lot more than his 40k model. Oh, agreed. I don't like his 40k model. But I hear so many people say the opposite. I'm just looking at him like, why? He's. I guess because he's he, not in a cool combat pose, but he's not a cool he, combat Primarch. He has a re regal statesman quality to him of, you know, late, you know, late Roman... I mean, if you get into it, not necessarily Roman Empire at that point, but not good to going through those discussions with historians. But, but he has that look. <laughs> I really like that. I, I literally perched up and I was like, do it. 
do it no. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've been I've been in enough groups of listening to uh, historical <laughs> gamers and their sort of thoughts. Oh, like, God. but I I like to look because you don't have. To, you don't have to be in a fighting pose. We know you're going to fight people. I don't need you to have your ex buried in a guy or cutting someone's head off to look like a cool model. You can look a cool model just by, you know, having a very nice look. Now, part of it's helped in the picture because, you know, the, the base is very well done and the things around him, the marble is beautiful. But I, I think there's a very something nice to be said about a model like that or that and, sort of look. Uh, in defense of the Forge World model, the 40K model's wrong. Um, not her noseless, but the 40k <laughs> model is actually wearing a different suit of armor from the heresy model. The 40k armor is Wait. a life support system yes. that I think Call put together yes, for Gulliman after he woke up. So Gulliman mm -hmm. does not have the armor that the plastic model has for another 31, 32,000 years. So if you use that, that model true. in the heresy, not only are you wrong, but you're explicitly wrong. Yep, his special armor made and told don't ever step out of this because you're not going to survive that it's iron man <laughs> yeah pretty essentially much. yeah he's essentially iron man all right um that gives us two more and next up is steve for vulcan it's hammer time short. all right so for our 465 points you get to feel the primer for the salamanders the promethean flame the Hammer of Salvation and the Regent of Nocturne. Vulcan is going to be the slowest moving Primarch, which is a callback to the third edition Battle for Armageddon book. He's going to have a movement of only seven, a weapon skill of only seven, a ballistic skill of six, strength and toughness seven, six wounds. His initiative is only a five. He's got six attacks at leadership, um, leadership 10 and a two up. Um, he's a unique Primarch. He has the Draken Scale, Dawnbringer, the Furnace's Heart, just the basic old Dragon's Breath heavy flavor, and of course, some frag grenades. He is obviously a Salamander, Master of the Legion. He has It Will Not Die on a 4-up, which make, gives him a nice edge in prolonged combats. He is a Loyalist, and he has a special Warlord trait called Sire of the Salamanders. And what that says is that all models that are both infantry and salamanders in the same army as Vulcan gave the stubborn special rule. Kind of nice. Never hurts to have stubborn. In addition, you get an extra reaction in the shooting phase. Uh, not the best army buff I've seen from the no. set. It's nice, but it's not groundbreaking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't build around this at all. No. But, uh... You're not building his, around the stubborn. That's so far looking okay, aside from the mediocre weapon skill. Um, and initiative. He's yeah. going after a Primarchs. Yeah. Honestly, he, he has he's just a Praetor that's on some really, really strong um steroid regiments. Um so what does that war gear do? The Draken scale gives him a two up armor save and a three up invulnerable save. And he may re-roll any failed armor saves, not in walls, but armor saves, for wounds inflicted by flame or Volkite weapons. <sighs> Would have been nice to get it on invulnerables against plasmas and melters, but it does, yeah, I understand it doesn't why, do that much. I understand why it's specifically a two-up armor save for those things, because the other things get past the two-up. Although a three-up re-roll will be kind of silly. I, I, I understand why. I would like to feel no pain against those things instead, then, maybe? 
I yeah. feel the pain for up against the Salamanders list. But, I mean, I really can't complain too much. He has a 3-up invulnerable save on a Primarch stat line. Um, let's see, he's armed with Dawnbringer, which is the other famous Warhammer of Warhammer. Hmm. Um, it's got Strength 10, AP 1. It's melee, Mastercrafted, two-handed. It is armor-made melee, and it does, in fact, inflict instant death. So even though he's not as strong as Ferris Medicine in a straight-up fight, the hammer is straight-up better at anything that's even a little bit fleshy. Uh, armagers, dead. Contemptor Dreadnoughts, also dead. I mean, D3 wounds at a time, but with uh, six attacks... Yeah, he's gonna cr- he's gonna wreck a contemptor in a single round of combat, no questions. Thank God this thing's not unwieldy, because I honestly would not have been shocked if they made it unwieldy, just despite <laughs> us. Um, all right, and then his ranged weapon, the Furnace's Heart, it is a gift from Ferris Manus. It is an energy weapon of unspecified nature. Uh, all right, it's got range eighteen. Strength 7, AP 2. It's a pistol with lance, shock pulse, and burst D6, which means that if it inflicts a hit, it actually inflicts D6 hits. So it's a 40k frag grenade. Almost. No. But backwards. It's its own thing. How about that? Um, This is a gun that I would be happy to shoot. Yeah, This is one of the few I would actually use. Um, there hasn't been many. That's actually not bad at all. It's a shame that Dawnbringer is two-handed, even though Vulcan wields it in one hand in every piece of artwork, including on the model. But I guess they didn't want to give the pistol he has an extra attack, I guess. But then just make it assault instead of pistol. I don't know. I don't think it would have made it bad if they had given him one extra attack. I don't think that would have put him like out of the stratosphere or anything. Knock his profile down by one. Just don't make the hammer two-handed when he clearly uses it one-handed all the time. Although, I have to say, I'm so glad that Dawnbringer is not like its um, twin, which is only strength plus two and AP not great. You know the one from the PDFs. Yeah. Um, So, my take on this is Vulcan does a lot better than his sons in terms of rules. For characters. First of all, he has them. Second of all, they're usable. Nah, I, I take him. He's he's a beat stick, through and through. But that's okay. You're allowed to be a beat stick. Yeah, he, he's not... He, he's helping the army because he's going to go in and kill something. He's not... Stubborn is nice. And no one's going to argue that Stubborn's not nice. But a lot of these other Primarchs did more for their army. He helps you because he's going to go wade into something and it's going to knock it down. Um, and, and he actually has a good shooting weapon. This is a weapon you actually would shoot. So putting him with a unit that you're going in with that also is willing to shoot, all the better. It's one of the few, a lot of these we've seen have also been AP3. So, you know, the unit you might want to go at, Terminators and things like that, especially since you're instant death, you probably want to go at Terminator style units, you're AP2, so you can actually hurt them on the way in. Or hurt them if they try to charge you. I like it. feels simple. Yes. No, I like them. Um, they they very much took cues from the third edition War for Armageddon with the lowered initiative and such for Salamanders, which yeah. I get it. 
I totally get it. That's part of what made them what they were. It's a high-gravity world that they were all, you know, hailing from, so they have denser muscle mass, but slower reactions and stuff. I I think fluff-wise, they nailed them pretty damn well. Just missing yeah. a special rule that makes him want to hug, that wants him to give, uh, you know, give his brother some hugs and tell him it's okay. <laughs> yeah, he needs the rule of just being a nice guy. I mean, I think the ally chart covers that pretty well, though. They do. Yes, actually, they do. Everyone is friendly with them. Good, bad, otherwise, that's all good. You need help? Yeah, we'll show up. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, last but not least, really. Yep. Right. So, the Raven Guard. Raven Guard, uh, again, very <laughs> kind of sneakies. Um, their big thing was, uh, or at least what we found out was, Mordathan can absolutely be used and abused. Uh, but they have a lot of infiltrating units, a lot of scouting units, and they also have Steven's worst nightmare of a written, what is it, unit entry, could you call it? Or um, like army rule? Le- legion the, trait? The worst yeah. way you could ever write a legion trait. Yeah. Dark Angels did it so Depen- much better. And Depending yeah, on what you are, you get certain things. Uh, I'm not going to go over each one, obviously. No. That's essentially what it boils down to. That, that's essentially what it boils down to. All right, so Corvus Korax is 440 points, which is low. Middle. It's the it, middle. It's so hard to... The, it's like sort of the overall middle. average has been about 465. Yeah, I was going to say... That seems to be about the normal point. Okay. So he's he's normal. Does everyone agree with that? He's yeah, he's normal. normal. Okay. We'll go with normal. So he is normal. Uh, we're looking at movement eight, which is surprising, actually, because you would think he'd be a little faster. Anyway, weapon skill seven. He, he will be. Yeah, well, he's got to jump back, so technically, yeah. Yes. Uh, weapon skill seven, blood skill six, strength six, toughness six, wound six, initiative seven, so he's a little quicker. Seven attacks, he's got a little bit more attacks, leadership eight, and two plus save. Leadership uh, ten. He, oh, leadership ten, what I said. You sorry. said eight. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. Leadership ten, uh, two plus save. Uh, he's unique. He's a skirmisher. He's got a couple of war gears. They're all, you know, frag grenades, and then everything else is essentially uh, Baroque. You got the Sable Armor, Panoply, Corvidine Pinions, Wrath and Justice, and the Legion rules. So this is where he gets hit and run natively. Nice. Very nice. He gets Deep Strike natively. Also very nice. He has the Shadow Lord and Sire of the Raven Guard. So, Sire of the Raven Guard. Um, any models, the Legion of Stardust Raven Guard special rule in either the infantry or cavalry unit types in the same army gain scout and crusader special rules. That's big. and they get yeah, and they get an additional yeah. reaction in the movement phase. Yeah, that's massive. Holy shit! Yeah, that's great. He's one of the better buffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. scout terminators. That's yeah. I, I remember I, that that goes very well with your essentially. So their special thing is Shadow and Fury. You're a type of bird. Some of them it works exceedingly well with because you're closer, and some of them it helps. It helps yeah. ones that struggle. Yeah, because I remember when we were going through it, that was part of our talk. Is like, oh, things that fit Falcon. Oh man, you know, we wish they could get closer. You know, some of the parts that they want. Hey, you get closer now. Yeah, oh, it's really nice. That that that's a very nice one. Oh, want to see a Primark rule that does not work? Yep. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, I was just going to mention it. Uh, the reason well, I stole your thunder. It... Oh, okay. Do it. Do it, Steve. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. We already did. Go ahead. You can talk about the rule, but we oh, already yeah. prefaced that. So um, he technically also has shrouded. 
um, because the sable armor provides two plus armor save, four plus invulnerable save, and a four plus shrouded rule. Except, according to GW, thank you GW for this, Primarch Mortals are fearless, as per their special unit type. However, this also means that fearless units cannot get shrouded. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> they, just need... they will FAQ that just Corax loses fearless. Watch, it's going to happen. No, or, a, a cleaner way, in the Primarch thing, out of line, Primarchs are allowed to be shrouded. There you go. Yeah. They, they because rather, isn't there someone else who has it? Uh, did it? Maybe one of the traders does. Yeah, maybe one of the traders. I thought someone else did. Probably Night Lords. I could see Alpha Legion with it. Or Alpha Legion, yeah. I I thought there was like at least one other, but I I, I don't recall for sure, but I think there is someone. All right. So he doesn't get some of his actual rules. He doesn't get actually his rules, which is uh, a little harsh. All right. So uh, the Shadow Lord, if Corvax, Corvax, Jesus Christ, if Corvus Corax chooses to use it and runs special rule. The controlling player rolls an additional die when determining the distance move and discards any die of the player's choice. You turn before determining the final result. In addition, the controlling player may reroll failed shrouded rolls of one made for Corpus Corax. Oh, that hurts so much. <laughs> oh, and no. all models in any unit he has joined after using hit and run uh, roll um, to remove Corpus Corax from an engaging uh, combat. This effect continues at the start of the controlling player's next turn. Oh, no. No. Also, Dan, just so you know, Corvax is exactly how I wrote it originally in my notes, which is what you just said there. Just because I was like, I just combined the two and didn't think about it till later. Yes. No, I've done that already so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, again, uh, uh, let's be honest. He's a goddamn Primark. Just give him the goddamn cover save or the shrouded save. It's ridiculous. Like yeah, uh, yeah. If someone goes to and be like, "Well, Primarchs can't be," it's a fucking. It's, no it's one's go- okay. Stop. No this one's is why. This is why no I advocate that. for hardback books, physical ownership of books, and not ebooks, because then you could beat your opponent into submission with them. I'm not hitting you with my tablet. My tablet might break, but your face will break before my rule book does. Yeah, and the tough part is because this the the second part of that rule in no way works. Because if he's fearless, it's not like the other ones can take it. Nope. So, you know, it, it, no one gets that. Um, but, you, hey, you get an extra die. You get half of your rule. And and one and two-thirds of your armor. And two-thirds of your armor, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> play it as if GW doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Which is pretty much what we do most of the time. All right. <laughs> the Panoply of the Raven... Panoply, sorry, of the Raven Lord... This is his weapon. So it's a single weapon, even though it's a dual, I believe it's a dual claw uh, mm-hmm. on the model. It is? Okay, good. Yeah, so it's a, it counts as a single weapon, but it is a dual claw. Um, essentially, it is a uh, range melee, obviously, strength user. So strength six, yes, AP two. Melee, shred, blind, two-handed, fighting style. So it's got and my favorite That's rule. why it's on both of his hands, it's two-handed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's got blind, which is great. It's got shred because it's essentially it's essentially a lightning claw. Um, so let's talk about fighting styles because this is actually what really makes him kind of cool, actually, in my opinion. At the beginning of this each assault phase, Corvus Corax's controlling player may choose one of the following special rules to apply to his attacks based upon the weapon fighting style he's employing. So you could do murder strike four up, rage four, or sudden strike three. 
Okay. So you I can like... either be 11 attacks. Sorry, 12. No, 11 attacks. 11 attacks. Or initiative 10 on the charge. Or, if you're not going against another Primarch, just murder his strike four up. See, that that I'll use as a subsequent round. I'll go with shock and awe. Yeah. Kill as many as possible at that I'm, decent Is it bad that I'm seven. chuckling to myself that custodies have a very similar weapon? <laughs> Murder is strike four. So dumb. I hate GW sometimes. All right. But no, it's a good weapon. It's a very, very good weapon. Um, and it's very it's customizable, which is always good. Uh, Wrath and Justice. These are two separate weapons, uh, both counted as auto and Volkite. Um, does he? How does he wield this if he has lightning claws? The lightning claws are wrist mounted, and these yeah. pistols are in his hand. Got it. Okay. I was thought I was okay. So uh, this is range twelve, strength six, AP four, pistol one. I guess each. Wait, but yes. does he have battles? Yes. Can you two. shoot multiple? Can you shoot multiple pistols? Yes. yes. Okay. If you have okay, pistols, good. you can shoot them. Yes. Got him. Got him. Okay. So pistol one, rending three up, deflagrate, mastercrafted. You're not going to use it. Don't matter. Yes, you are. Rending yeah, it's good. Rending three up with deflagrate, right. and you can pick and choose who you shoot at. That one. This, this is one of the ones. Where rending I'm... three up means you're always wounding on a three up. Yes. At and AP you're two. always at AP two, and it's deflagrate. So Although you use the, this guy, a... and you ping three or four wounds off a of dreadnought. Or you pick out if you're charging. The flag rate will not get to pick out. I don't think. No, no, no. But the original shot. No. The original uh, shot the original, will. Yeah, the original yeah, shot could pick out something yeah. really nice. Definitely great. Won't. I don't know. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, you're getting the wounds through. I'm just not sold on some of theirs. I guess it's it's is a useful because it's being close, and he's going to want to be close because he probably wants to be charging. I guess it just kind of depends on the unit put him in. Again, it's that idea of. Does that unit want to be shooting? Because if that unit doesn't want to necessarily be shooting, then it might be a detriment if I actually shoot him. True. And you most likely want him with the Raven Claws or whatever the hell they're called. With the five up shred uh, or five up rending uh, lightning claws. You know what surprises me? Corax does not have a rule that lets him join um bitter duty units. No, he doesn't. But it's his legion that created the destroyers, and not destroyers, but um, the other ones, the Moratats. And hmm. maybe destroyers, but I know for sure his legion is where the Moratats started. You'd think he could join them, because that is a unit that, like him, can fly around with jump packs and yep. shoot a bunch of pistols at things. Maybe it's not a good combo, but like it's a combo. Interesting. But, he can't, but you can't do it. You can't All right, do it. this goddamn thing. Okay. No, it's yes, very simple. Is... What we said before about Sanguinius, same thing. Is it the same rules on the bottom? It's the too? same thing. All right, perfect. It's a jump pack with special rules. <laughs> well, the special rule is it's a fourteen inch, and you're allowed to run with it. That that's the special thing. Otherwise, it's just a normal jump pack, essentially. Yep, it's a little bit faster. Yeah, you're a little faster, and you're allowed to run because normally in jump pack you're not. So what what do we think of him? What do you think of this uh, dark he's boy? Not as killy as okay. So he's not going to maybe kill the other Primarchs, but he absolutely will shred through pretty much anything else you have. Like the rest of the army is dying, in my opinion. He, and that's probably what he wants to do. Like you said, he's he's 
not the weapon skill to be the Primarch killer because he's seven. Some other Primarchs are eight. So, yeah. And, and his rules, Rage 4, all that stuff, Sunstrike. Yeah. Sunstrike, he might not need there. He needs that if he's going against someone big because he, you know, his initiative is good enough. But yeah, he, he wants to go and hurt everything else. And again, he has the same idea as Sanguinius in my mind because he has the jump pack, because he is so fast. He can choose what he engages with. Um, his weapon, his weapon's not bad, but when we think of like, you, you Sam mentioned the unit might want to put him with, um, the one you're talking about was the Dark Furies. Dark Furies, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, Dark Furies don't have a weapon, don't have a shooting attack. Exactly, oh, okay. Which yeah. means if I shoot, and again, I'm not saying his weapon is bad, but I'm saying where I probably want him, I'm probably not doing a lot of other shots, and I don't want my assault units getting shot back unless I think I'm going to do something really good. Now, if they if that unit has, you know, an apothecary, in it, if, they, if they have something that I'm worried about, I will fire in. But if it's just a bunch of guys I want to go in and slaughter, I'm not going to shoot because I probably don't want to get shot twice. My Dark Furies are going to start getting taken off the board. Um, all right. That gets us through all of these Primarchs. There was nine for this episode. There'll be nine for the next one. Is there any closing thoughts currently on this first half? You know, owing, of course, to the fact that well, if we have marks time, are good. Hold on, pause. If we have time, we can quickly go over Valdor because he really doesn't do anything new. We I, do have I, two Horus profiles to cover, so it kind of evens it out, but we also have the wolves, so I don't know. I, I, so here's what my thought as to why I think we should wait on him. The reason I think we should wait is because talking about him without being able to discuss the rest of their army kind of makes it weird. At least for all these, we've talked through the other armies. So we, we, you know, there's an informed opinion on both our part and, and the listeners parts on that. I think Valdor, I think it's fine waiting until we get to the point of going through custodes. Got it. So, um, beyond that, though, any thoughts overall on these nine loyal men? They're Primarchs. They hit hard, support hard. They just, and they're, they look good. I mean, there are very few uh, ones that I don't like. Ironically, I just do not like the original Horus model. I think the new one coming out looks amazing. I just don't like the original Horus model. But honestly, like, they're, they're good. They're great. They do what, what they I- do. What I found, because I was um, starting to look through Tier Maker for like, oh, am I going to have to make a Primark, you know, essentially Tier Maker, or does someone already make it? So I look it up. I, I found one that I think works well because you can tell which the models are because it's like the faces with names. Cool. But there are multiple that are like best looking model, which ones actually are good. And other people thought the same, that they like some of these Primark models and other ones they absolutely think look bad. So, that'd be interesting. There's a few of them that I think about. From the Loyalists, I don't know. I haven't looked at some of them up that. Loyalists, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I think are bad. In the it's really the traitor ones that kind of kill me, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's actually on Games Workshop site now. That'll be faster to look it up. No. Uh, Steve, any thoughts overall to this first half? I have a salty thing about Dorn. He should only be weapon skill 7. But, I mean, that, 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 that's the only thing that's stuck in my mind right now. No way is he weapon skill 8. <laughs> um, do you know, is Perturabo 8? It doesn't matter what he is. Just as long okay. as Dorn isn't. 
I don't right, care if you is, win. I just want him to lose. Did you know that Puderabo's That is the most skill? Iron Warriors thing anyone could say. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah Puderabo's weapon skill six. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not no, weapon skill six. Seven. Wait, no I, one believed you. I, <laughs> just so you know, we didn't believe you. Um, no, I take it back. I'm not a, close to Vulcan stat wise. Um, I, I take it back. I'm not a fan of Sanguinius. Oh, I don't like Sanguinius. I do remember Sanguinius. Um, yeah, How is no. he on that rock? Is he sitting on it? So it looks like he's, he's supposed to be it. like power sliding down the rock while he stabs the blade into a demon. But you're missing half the context because that was an event exclusive extended diorama base. Okay. What the hell holds him to this base? What's he One actually connected to? on? No. Really? No, his foot's not even touching. I'm on the rotating image right now. His foot's not even touching that shit. Maybe... Maybe it's like a ribbon. Like it's, it's, he's, it's, I don't the, like the model and the right. rules are falling so short of my dreams. The the only thing that I see that looks like it's connected is his scabbard. It looks like his scabbard is connected to a falling pillar. Is that what it is? Please tell me it's more. Oh, okay. I would never do that then. Yeah. I think it's a scabbard and like a like a leopard cloak or something like that or at least they painted it in that sort of style that looks to be about the only connection points that boy is going to fall off and snap into 100 pieces um if anyone plays them and has been has done a i'm going to put it this way a, a nice sort of base in the way they put that together i'd be very interested to see that um, maybe now that we actually had the Facebook up and running, which for anyone listening, we do actually have up and running. Dan has, has now put that together. Um, when we put the post about this episode, if you have a sanguineous and you like the way you painted them, put them up there. Cause I'm curious. Also, I want to know, is there more connection points? It doesn't look like that in the picture. So Dan's tapping away at something. Someone's tapping away at something. And now they stop because it caught him. <laughs> yeah, and no one will know who it is. Uh, I can tell. Actually, I can see that it's you because I can see the um. Oh the no! Wave, the waveform. I can see all of it. The question's going to be: Will anyone else hear it? Because am I going to remove Hello, it from everyone. the episode a few or not? Not depending on whether I notice. There's actually another when I do my editing. Or three available <laughs> to a night household army. Uh, That's funny. Um, Korax is on that with one foot. HQ model He's the one with for one Dark Catacomb. I don't like Korax either. Drake of Adam yeah, I'm looking at him now. Now I'm looking at these. Pro- I don't like his face. High techno arcana. I don't like the jumping ones. It's not like the ones that are like action pose. Something that really <laughs> that definitely um, can't I be like it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> something mechanical like and weird. Vulcan's model. Yeah, so, something that right. is not my native language. So, basically, you take it as a troop choice in a Questorus. If I ever own a Primarch, interesting. It's gonna be purely because there. I wanted to own the model, and never because I wanted. And if you like, do that, you can take casting that the heresy such a battle automata maniples my forces ever be battle automata maniples. I like playing like the forgotten troops choices in that the larger battle. So you'd end up getting this guy. No, no, I agree. So it's one of the reasons why I haven't used Valdor. I still haven't used And I've played custodians longer than Mechanicalax and Vorax. I haven't used them, which are cheaper than like using my own characters. Armagers longer than your characters. Get as many big knights you out. So you might be able right to squeeze one or two more <laughs> in if you go middle of the I know one day I would have like a photo about 100 of where I'm going to find these 30 30 30 I do have yeah, the one picture, which did make me happy. Ish. 
but, for D. Oh my god, I don't know which, how I got which it adds up. Nothing. You know, you I took a that, picture. It's it's switch out valid. three armatures. No, no, no. Guys, Brett remembers it. Get another night. Literally from that picture. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Brett is Brett on get into our units, on YouTube, but that is that another way you can. He did actually run say that there is that. a physical record of that, and in no, the future we will be going it. through. No, we did. Can you actually go to the comments? So we will be covering video units and what all that is. I think pretty sure there's a comment about that that he put up. If you actually go and take a look, kill him. All right. Um, either way, though, I think that does it for us tonight on these Primarchs. Very soon, we will get the other half. All right, and that'll do it for us tonight. Um, as for the next episode, that's either going to be related to the Knight Households from the Imperial Knights, related to the Mechanicus book, or it'll be the other half of the Primarchs. Um, a lot of it, honestly, boils down to uh, Dan's availability to record. We have the Knights one ready to go, but I kind of want to wait on that if possible for when we're discussing some of the Mechanicus stuff, which is currently not necessarily on the back burner, but it's being delayed a little bit, especially now that we have the Imperium book hopefully dropping into our hands very, very soon. Um, we'd like to be able to talk about that prominently just because it's what people currently see. Well, as always, I do want to thank anyone and everyone who does listen. Remember, we have this on any podcatcher where you can find it. We also put this all out on YouTube. YouTube does have some exclusive content. Currently, it's really just the rights of war, but there'll be some other things, especially as we record some videos and all as, as we, you know, my, my schedule starts to ease up a bit and we can start trying to get back into that and figure out how to make it work. Trying the past didn't really work that well, so I have some hopefully good ideas for the future. Um, as of the recording of this particular episode, we also do have our Facebook page out. Um, I will have it um, marked below on, on the YouTube for anyone. So uh, what we like about that is when once we can post up about episodes, we can post up news and all. There's been times when something has happened that I've wanted to talk about it. But if you don't have enough subscribers on YouTube, you can't put out a message and podcatchers don't let you put out messages unless it's a short episode as well. So it's going to let us be able to have that good connection. We are working on the Discord. I'm actively working on that. It's not quite ready yet because there's some more stuff I got to put in. But each day I try to put some extra time in just to try to get it to that point. So that way if anyone wants to communicate or just have a, have a hopefully fun spot to hang out, we're going to have that. Um, as always, though, if you are enjoying our content, we just ask that you either like, subscribe, or, or leave reviews, all those sorts of standard things. All of it really helps out, especially as we hope to be able to keep increasing the types of content that we do. All right, well, on behalf of everyone here at the show, have some good hobby and some great gaming.